From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yeah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hi, there. This is Kay. What's up, man? Oh, I want to... Uh, I'm on my way to work right now, and I'd really love it if, I, if you guys would play a game of five and seven. Oh, you know what? We have not played that game in no, forever. Really? Yeah, it's been a long I time. We just played five and seven. No, no? man, it's been it's been a little while. It's been a little while. Okay, yeah, we can do that. Let us give us a minute. Let us get set up, and we'll come back and we'll do five and seven for you. That sounds amazing. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz, you ready? I am ready. Dan Moore, are you ready? Yes, of course. This is five and seven. Ah, uh, yes. It's been a while. Since we played this game, it has I love been. it. Very simple. We will ask Dan McMorry to name five things. Dan McMorry has seven seconds to name those five things. Uh, Mocha will be the official judge and timekeeper. Dan McMorry, are you ready? Hell yes. Maury. Okay. Name five famous mountains Everest, Rushmore, Pikachu? No. <laughs> Lisa. Mount Pikachu. Mount Pikachu. <laughs> like Pikachu from Pokemon? Uh, would have given you Fuji, Kilimanjaro, Everest, That's the yes. one I meant. Uh, Mount Olympus. I would have even given you Magic Mountain. <laughs> but but unfortunately, uh, cannot give you uh, Pikachu. <laughs> Carrying on. Damn it, Maury. Name the five odd numbers between 46 and 56. 47, 48, 40, no, 40. Loser. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Honestly, bro. <laughs> you heard the question, right? I did. Okay. You got, you got, okay. You got, you got 47. You want to take a crack at the next one? 47. 49. 49. 51. 51. 53. 53. So it's like every other one. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> or or all the odd numbers. Uh, damn it, Maury. Yeah. Name five sports played in shorts. Oh, soccer. Um, soccer. Football. Um, oh, Badminton. Loser. Cool, uh, football's more culottes than shorts. Yeah. Oh, uh, please. Uh, what's the difference? Below the knee or above the knee? Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> I would have given you would have given you boxing, soccer, basketball, volleyball. Uh, would have given you track and field, even. Okay, but sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, damn it, Maury. Uh huh. Name five things you use your tongue for. Okay, um, licking a popsicle, licking an envelope, um, kissing. Um, loser. Okay. Oh, I was on a track. Well, would have given you <laughs> just, just, just so you know, you couldn't have named off five things that are all involved licking. I was looking, <laughs> I was looking more for um, talking, licking, swallowing, tasting, whistling, 
all things you use your tongue for. And sticking out your tongue at someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, damn it, Maury, finally, we'll end on this. Name five kinds of buns. Okay. Um, brioche, hamburger, hot dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hair. Loser. Hair. <laughs> Hair buns? Hair buns. Uh, I would actually, Leia. I would actually accept hair buns. You got four out of the five, Maury. Wow. Um, hamburger, hot dog, ciabatta. I would have given you. Um, Kaiser, you did get brioche. Uh, hot cross buns. I would have given you. <laughs> and yes, hair buns. But unfortunately, Maury. I was going to say mine. Excuse me. <laughs> what do you mean yours? Name buns. What? M- mine. Your, My buns. Your what? My buns. Your buns what? One of the five. One of the five what's? Buns. Whose buns? My buns. Which buns? These buns. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how you play five and seven. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I'm just reading this stupid story about somebody who got fired for too many question marks. Huh? So the story goes that there was a guy who worked at a university. Okay. He was a lecturer at, how do you say this, Loughborough University in the UK. He was there for 18 years, and he was fired last March for, quote, unnecessarily aggressive punctuation. So he would write emails to other staff, and he would use, like, six question marks at the end of it. And you know how sensitive people are to punctuation? Yeah. Idiots, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, when I use a period in a text... People think it's aggressive, like uh-huh. it's an act of aggression, which I don't understand at all how that became a thing. That, I putting, think because, that putting a period in a text is now seen as violent. I think when it, your texts, though, sometimes you put the period in the wrong place. No, I don't. Or Are you accusing me of putting a period in the wrong place? Hold on now. This sometimes. is a whole other discussion. Or when you put the period, like maybe you don't mean to put the period, like you end the sentence where... It looks like it should continue. Like naturally when you're reading it, the sentence looks like it should continue. But like you just dead stop the sentence and then yeah. continue your thought. But it Because I'm not writing a novel. I know. But for me, sometimes when I, I'm, I'm just, like, oh, he didn't mean to put it there. Yeah, I did. Every uh, every single. What, Maury? You're the worst. I'm the worst. Here we go. So I'll write Maury a text, just like a basic text. And yeah. then and a couple hours later, I get a text from Maury being like, everything okay? <laughs> and I'm like, why? Because Roz will be like, great, dot. Yeah. It's okay, that's, pe- no, yeah, that's fine. Like, great. Fine. No, but the world everyone else lives in. The world everyone else lives I in. I would no, like. No, I'm a, talking about like full sentences. Oh no, he sentences could. Ross will also put a comma. Like he'll be like, um, <gasps> "Hey, comma." Oh my God. What? Yeah. Proper punctuation. Yeah. No, but not in a text. It just doesn't feel right. I don't know. I can't. Like, I don't know no, another way you, to write. I think you should treat text the way you treat emails and like just regular speaking language. I completely disagree. How should uh, how should we treat texts then? Like a verbal conversation, like great. Period. No smiley face. Oh God. So anyway, so I'll never understand why people feel this way about periods and texts, man. Okay. So he would say things like, "Why don't you listen?" Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. And he got fired for it. And then too many he, question marks? Too many question marks. Yes, it was unnecessarily aggressive punctuation. And then he, I guess he went to an employment law firm and sued the school, and then the judge actually agreed, and he got a $20,000 payout. Oh, exclamation, exclamation, yeah. exclamation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What about when I, you respond to a text with just two question marks? I would never, I've never done that. No, I do that. Oh, that's stupid. 
Out of everybody in my life. I know. Out of Maury is probably the worst. I know. No offense, but you are the worst in texting because your sentences don't make sense. You don't use words properly. You misspell things all the time. But your grammar is you always You get a free off. pass on text. No, you what don't. What are you talking about? No, you don't. When you're sending messages and things about work, especially about work and things we need to know for this show, I think you need to be on point. Yeah. yeah but what if you're lying on the couch? Don't care, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in one text, Maura used one, two, three, four, five, six words, and you used one dash and six. Six periods. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? The worst. Yeah. And, t- and two of those words are, or four of those words were, we had a fight. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, how often do you fall down the rabbit hole? Meaning you go online, you look at something, and then you wind up looking at something else. Oh, God, all the time. Okay, so they, they did a survey a and, they, and they asked people and they said that they frequently do it. They say five times a week people fall down the rabbit hole when they just open their phone or their computer and they're trying to look up something and then they just wind up getting sidetracked. And they've Absolutely. worked it out to, that works out to 35 hours a year of oh you, of you, God, of, you no. re, of you researching things that you weren't, intending to research the most common are celebrities entertainment sidetrack you news and current yeah. events uh history and science uh, health issues so on and so forth politics true crime technology are also in the top 10 i this happened to me yesterday oh with what and it's about to cost me 900 dollars. no yes it is so tell us where it started okay and then how you got to the 900 bucks okay so it started with me looking at shorts regular shorts regular shorts not swim trunks, just um, shorts. No, maybe swim trunks. Okay, yeah, so regular no, sorry. shorts. It started with swim trunks. Okay. Then I went to uh, shorts. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Then I went to wanting to spend $900 on the bionic gym. Okay. On the what? Bionic gym. Have you not seen this thing? What's a bionic gym? Do I bro, need it? Bro, bro, let me tell you. You don't know about bi- fitness. You don't I'm know about you don't know bionic gym. I'm still on the Bullflex, bro. Okay, I'm an expert because I spent at least I'm going to say over an hour yesterday on bionic gym. Do I need to look this up now? Yes. So bionic gym is they figured out the technology behind bionic gym. So it's these huge like leg straps with velcros and electrodes and everything else that you strap onto your thighs. Okay. And Man, I ain't getting this. Yes, you are. I'm not going to buy it. Yes, you this. are. Yes, you are. We're both going to buy it and we're going to get fit and healthy. So, okay, listen, listen to me for just one second. Okay. Listen to me. Okay, okay. Okay, so Bionic Gym, you know when you can get those like the Dr. Ho machine, yeah. right? Where you put it on you and it stimulates the muscles like those little tiny pads? Yeah. Imagine pads, but they're big enough to stimulate your entire thigh from like hip to knee. And you have an app on your phone and what you do is you can put a heart rate monitor on and everything else. And these things 
flex and tense your muscles as if you're getting a cardiovascular workout, okay? As if you're running or doing a vigorous walk or whatever it is, but you can literally lie in a lawn chair and do this. Come okay, on. listen to me. No, this so is for lazy si- people. No, it's not. This it's for, for lazy no, people. No, it's not. It's for, not it's for busy people. No. Okay, yes, so. it is. So the way, that the way that the tech started and why this company was founded was they realized that when you're freezing, uh-huh. okay, the body shivers. And why does the body shiver? Well, the body shivers to increase your heart rate because when your heart rate increases, you start to warm up. You start to sweat. You, you, everything, you get that endorphin hit, all those other things that you get from running. That's why shivering happens. So what these guys have done with the Bionic Gym is they've created a way that your body starts to shiver, yeah. okay? And so you strap these things on your legs and then you sit and your legs are literally shaking like crazy, all right. So am I going to be cold wearing this? No, no, you're going to be hot. You start sweating. Uh-huh. You start sweating. You watch people who strap these things on their legs and their legs are uncontrollably shaking in a chair like they're possessed, okay? Like you would throw, if you didn't on, know it man. was Bionic Gym, you, yeah. would, you would throw holy water at the guy. You, okay? Don't, don't tell me you hit purchase. No, I'm going to though. Don't, I'm no. 100%. Delete yes. from cart. Ross, no. please delete from no. cart. You don't no. need this. You are going, okay, uh, do me a favor then. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Will you do me yeah. this one favor? What? Okay, will you do me this one I'm favor? I'm not going to hit add to cart. No, 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 no. But will you do me this one favor? Yeah. Will you go home tonight and spend at least a half hour on Bionic Gym videos and then come in tomorrow morning and tell me I- not to buy it? Okay. I can I'm tell a convert. You, I can tell you right now. And also they do it while they stand too. These people have those standing computers and they're like, look at, look at me. I'm working out. And my heart rate is up and I'm getting work done. <laughs> right? Like it's the most, it's the most incredible thing you'll ever see. Sit down, do some research. Okay. And then you tell me you don't want to spend $900 on Bionic Gym. I don't. Even the, the testimonials that they have well, here. Well, I don't. And like when you go to the website, I get this automatic like chat pop-up don't do that. that says hey go, there no 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 no, no, no go to youtube don't go to the official website man go to youtube where regular people they got an endorsement from ellen right <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> ellen what's wrong with her reputation <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast Hey, can I can I talk uh, ask you a question right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Here we go. Everybody. Yeah, I know. I know. Here we go. Be prepared. No, I got to talk about two things. I have to talk about cabbage and I have to talk about leeks. Okay. Both. Okay. So every now and then, I don't mind. We eat a lot of tacos in my house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and every now and then, I don't mind, and Catherine doesn't mind, and Roxy doesn't mind a little shredded cabbage on top of a taco. Cool. Right? Totally fine. Yeah. The problem is that when I make even, say, 10, 12 tacos, the amount of cabbage that I use is small. Okay. When I go to the grocery store to buy a cabbage, I bring it home and it takes up half my fridge. Because Why is the cabbage so huge? They're enormous. Yeah. And I use this much of a cabbage that is this big. Yeah. So I'm never buying cabbage. Because like, of why that. is there not like a mini cabbage around? Thank you. Yeah. So then, so I never buy cabbage, right? I I've protested and I'm like I'm against cabbage mm-hmm. for that simple reason. Grow them smaller, right? Why don't they have bag cabbage? Just, if we have bag, grow them smaller, or just or or just like sell me shredded cabbage. Yeah. Okay. Like if you can buy bagged salad, yes, right? and yes. you can get them in 
large bags, medium bags, and even small bags. I want a Ziploc size bag of cabbage. Yeah. Now I'm down with that. Okay, so Rox decided to make dinner last night, okay. right? She Very wanted nice. to make a. How old uh, is she again? She's 11. Okay, so she wanted to make like a a, a cheese cauli pasta with leeks. Ooh. Okay. Sounds delicious. She's like, Dad, can you stop at the grocery store and get me leeks? Yeah. I go, sure, no problem. I go to the grocery store. You ever bought leeks before? Okay, when you put leeks in a pasta, you need this much of leeks. A little bit, yeah. When you buy leeks at the grocery store, they're two and a half feet long and come at a bunch of three. So now, okay, I have leeks, like a leek in my fridge that's the size of a bat. Yeah. And Roxy cut the end off this much. And that was all she needed. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Like, why can I not just go and buy, like, a tiny little pouch of leeks or a tiny little thing of shredded cabbage? But you can't. You have to buy, like, enormous Well, there's size. your business idea right there. I don't want to start a cabbage and leek business. Why not? Maury, do you want to start a cabbage and leek business? Like Could you do that for together? me? Yeah. Why not? I was going to say was that... Uh, my neighbor, my neighbor, and I. If I buy a cabbage, I cut it in half and give half to him. And to I your keep neighbor? Half. Yeah, that's weird. I thought you. I've your never neighbors. once heard you ever talk about a neighbor, and yet yeah. you have a neighbor well, that you've you never share brought cabbage, up cabbage with? before. I, I, the only thing I know is that you hate all your neighbors. And you snitch on them you all the time. Snitch on yeah, them but there's all one the guy, the redheaded guy at the end of the hall. I don't know his name. But so I what? Share cabbage? You split cabbage? What? With them? Yes. What do you mean you don't know his name? You share I, cabbage with the we've man. We've lived together for eleven years. I have no idea his name. Right. So what do you do? Like you, you knock on his door and like yeah. you leave cabbage. You say I him? have cabbage, or do you before going to the grocery store to buy cabbage? You no, knock on assumed. his door. It's assumed. So whenever I see him, like I see him all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I have cabbage. Do you want? And then I'll just, well, during COVID, I'll put it in a bag on his door handle. Could you imagine living in a condo? Maury shows up having freshly just cut his own hair and just knocks on your door and is like, I have, I have cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it on the door, weirdo. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mopus DM Deep Dive. Our DM is where all the weird lives. Yo, DMs have been wild. <laughs> Great. Welcome back, Deepa. How are you? I'm good. How do you know they're wild? You guys haven't been well, reading them. I've, I've been reading them for you. I know, <laughs> but like, yo, for the past, I don't know, like we're on week number two or week number three that we've been doing this every single day. Incredible. Uh, yeah. Deepa is now in charge of all of our DMs, and uh, every day she's going to come in here. We'll go through them, and we'll try and answer as many questions as we can. Yes. Yeah, so the first comment for today is coming from Tammy. She says, hey, Roz and Mocha. So spicy dill pickle Miss Vicky's are here now, and they're so oh. good. Yo, I'm down. That's I am disgusting. so down. I hate pickles, right? Why? As you know, I, they're disgusting. They ruin everything they touch. <laughs> um, but I do love dill pickle chips. I love dill pickle chips. I have not yet had these. Yeah. Um, what, what is it? Spicy? Spicy dill pickle? Spicy dill pickle Miss Vicky's. Okay. That's thank, a bomb. Thank you for the tip. And I'm a huge, <laughs> you know what? I'm a huge fan of Miss Vicky's chips anyway. The jalapeno ones are so great. But like now I'm concerned. Why don't you like pickles? Oh, They're so they were, good. Oh my God. <laughs> Every time you ask a follow-up, Deepa, sorry. I wind up sounding grumpy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay? My, my problem with pickles is they ruin everything they touch. Okay. Okay? And I have a real problem when pickles come standard on a burger. I think pickles should be an add-on that is requested because if you are not a fan of pickles and you get a pickle on your burger, there is no, oh, just take the pickle off because pickle water 
sours everything. And there is no such thing as taking a pickle off a burger because that pickle flavor will be on there and your burger is now ruined. Pickles should never be standard on anything. Sometimes you go to these bougie, I don't know what do you call them, pubs, right? And... <laughs> And and these savages, yeah, let me tell you what these savages do. What? They take the biggest pickle in the kitchen and they stick yeah. it on top of the oh, bun perfect. with a stick that goes yes. through the... No, no, no. So you have the pickle juice that just like drizzles yeah. all over yeah. the top so of the bun. So the stick goes through the pickle and then it mainlines my entire burger Delicious. every layer all the way down to you the like bottom. You like pickles, Deepa? Oh my God, I ask for extra pickles. Okay. Do you really? I'm that type of person. Okay, okay. anyways. I love- but, but I look forward to these chips. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so that's also, why I- you so Grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so complaining, Rob? <laughs> okay, this next one uh, I really agree with. So okay. this person wanted to let you guys know their insight on text. So they said texts are casual, so you don't need proper grammar and punctuation. Adding a period makes it feel heavy and stern. Oh, I remember. Yes. Because the other day when we were talking about that professor in the UK that got fired from his job because he was using too many exclamation question and question marks. <laughs> yes. Excessive. Right. And then you were, uh, Maury was talking about you, Roz, and uh, Maury, yes, adding too many periods within a text conversation. Maury, yeah, it was. I was accused of being aggressive or um, too blunt or dismissive because I would end a text with a period. Mm-hmm. I would end a sentence with a period and a text. Or and, it would just be one word. And uh, He yeah. would write like, okay, and then period. <gasps> yeah, exactly. Ross. Yes. What is the matter? You're not one of those. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Why stop not it. a I smiley can't. face? <laughs> I just, I first of all, I've never used an emoji ever in my entire life. Are you kidding me? No, I've never used an emoji. Yeah, he doesn't. And a period to me is perfectly normal because mm-hmm. that's the way that you're supposed to write. You shouldn't ditch punctuation just just because it's in a text message that is asinine to me. You know, one time I was trying to get Ross to use an emoji. So I would just send him an emoji. And you know what he would do? So it would be like the fist bump, right? Yeah. I'd do fist bump. And then he literally took a picture of his own fist <laughs> and sent it to me. Yeah. And then I would like text him back an emoji of thumbs up. And then he would take a picture of him oh with his thumbs God. up and then send that you back to me. You should send him the yeah. peach emoji and see what he Excuse would do. Excuse me. No. Excuse me. <laughs> Let's no, see how far no. you're willing to go. Hold on. We're, we're getting a call here. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. What's up? Hey, it's uh, it's Grammar Gary. How are you? Oh, God. Hi, Maury. <laughs> oh, hi, Grammar Gary. Uh, where uh, where in Canada do you live, Grammar Gary? It sounds like you're from uh, Up there in Lethbridge. Okay. Yeah. Lethbridge. Oh. Up there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Where in Lethbridge? I, I love Lethbridge. I just wanted to say that I agree <laughs> that Roz is horrible with grammar. I've seen him on Twitter with all those periods. Yeah, thanks. Hey, more. <laughs> when you call the show and the doors open, there's an echo. <laughs> Are you talking to G- Grammar Gary? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Grammar Gary. God. Okay, next. <laughs> okay, this one's really fun. This comes from an anonymous person. Uh, my grade four to five girls, age nine to ten, are obsessed with WAP. No. Are obviously not allowed to sing it. So they call it wine and pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Same girl, same. What what part of that song can they sing? Like it's all very explicit. So Let's. pepperoni in this house. Pepperoni in this house. Yo, the DMs are wide oh open. Deepa is in charge of them. Reach out. Just search for Razamoka uh, and just find our DMs. Get in there, and uh, Deepa will read some more uh, again tomorrow on the Razamoka show. 
the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yo, today is going to be sexy. Yeah. 16 degrees, mainly sunny. Mm. Uh, tomorrow, 12 degrees, sun cloud mix, and then the rain rolls in for Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday. But today, mm-hmm. enjoy it, celebrate, 16 degrees, <laughs> nice and sunny. Oh, I like that. Yeah, hot no, yesterday. Felt... What's that, Maureen? I was walking my dog yesterday. The hot guys have come out of hibernation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank they? you for wearing shorts, everyone. Yes. Were people wearing shorts this weekend? Shorts and tank tops. No, but he was wearing a tank top. On, Were yeah, they really? On yeah, running. Yeah. <laughs> running. <laughs> <laughs> so those exercising. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but As it shows off my favorite <laughs> parts, their shoulder blades. Hey, when That's you your and favorite Matthew, part? yeah, I'm very attracted to shoulder blades. So really, when huh? you and your husband Matthew are walking like around, um, looking at dudes, are you both <laughs> commenting, or are you Maury just commenting on what you like in your own mind, in your head? He'll comment verbally out loud, yeah, mm-hmm. and I will comment in my own mind. Right. So are you? So you're not allowed. So Matthew's allowed. He's to allowed. say what he wants to yes, say about absolutely. dudes. Absolutely. But, but if I not. say anything, oh my gosh. Yeah. God forbid. Do you guys have the same taste in men? We do now. What do you mean? You didn't. Huh? You didn't before. No. Now I'm starting to. He likes tall, muscular guys. Right. Look at me. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. That was going to be my guess. But he always says when he comments on somebody, he'll always be, but I'll come home to you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. I can't even. Wow. But that's the world I live in. I would never sleep if Catherine said something like that. I'll still come if, home if to you. If we were out and Catherine saw a guy and made a comment about a guy that was nothing like me, but that was just so clearly her type and what turned her on. Yeah. And then she looked at me and said, but I still come home to you. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. <laughs> no, like, I yeah. would. I wouldn't you, be able to come to work. You would just go to home be and just start packing. You. I would just be so <laughs> like I would just I would just be so devastated. And so what's what is so is Matthew your type then or Matthew's, no? No, Matthew's very much my type. Okay, but for like eye candy and stuff, I very much like the same thing. Tall, muscular men. Okay, so hold on a second here. So so how is how is eye candy and then your just general attraction to your husband so different? I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> that sounded like a perv. <laughs> but you know what I mean. See, I've turned, like, I've, I self-centered. Right. No, censored. Excuse me. I self-centered. <laughs> you are self-centered. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, did you watch um, Justice League? Hell yeah, I watched Justice League. How did you? Uh-huh. Find time over the weekend to watch a four-hour movie. You don't have time to do anything over a weekend. Hence why I'm so tired. Okay. What did you watch Justice League? I watched two hours on Friday, two on Saturday. You did, huh? Yeah. And what'd you think? Ah, oh, waste of time. You think so, huh? Yeah. I didn't yeah. like it at all. No? We no. Uh, we watched the original Justice League on Friday. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? All to, two hours a, a, of it. a refresher. Yeah. And, then, and then Rox and I... Uh, did all four hours on Saturday. Catherine did about 80%. Oh, oh wow. That's still pretty yeah, good. She fell asleep. Yeah. As and did then, I. And, a then, couple and times. then woke back up. I did too during a few scenes and I had to go and rewind. Yeah. Now, did you originally, when Justice League came out a few years ago, did you watch that one? Like you watched it already? Or did you watch it for the first time? No, on Friday night? I, I no, I had seen I had seen it, but I, I I didn't remember it because I didn't really like it. Gotcha. So that's why I wanted to refresh. So I right? didn't see at all the first one. No. Right? 
And then last weekend, because I knew this weekend was going to be my Zack Snyder weekend, yeah. I watched the original Justice League. Right. Didn't like it. No. And then this past weekend, didn't like it again. It's it's interesting because when you when you start talking about the Snyder Cut, and if anybody is unfamiliar, just quickly what happened was is Zack Snyder was directing Justice League. Uh, his daughter passed away, and he left the production. They brought in Joss Whedon, and apparently Joss Whedon just started building an entirely new movie and changed everything. And then so fans had been rallying for the Snyder Cut to allow Zack Snyder to make the movie that he wanted to make. Um, but I don't, I don't get what this is because if like, I'm curious to know what he would have done with a two hour movie and how different it would have been. Of course, a four hour movie is going to be different than what Joss Whedon and what they released originally. Yeah. But to me, the Snyder cut would be under the constraints of what a theatrical release would allow, meaning I want to see what he would have done with a two-hour movie because I know everybody now is saying they love what he did with Cyborg and they and they love what he did with uh, Flash and all this stuff. Well, of course you can do all that stuff. Because you got four hours Because you have four hours to do it. They and definitely gave more backstory to the characters. Because he has four hours. Because he has four hours. This is basically a cyborg so, movie And too, here's the, the other thing that I... It, Spoiler it, alert. Yeah, no, no, it is. And, I, and I'm fine with and I'm fine with that because I actually like the cyborg story with his with his dad and his mom and they, yeah. and they didn't really get into any of that stuff. Uh, but uh, but here, my, question, my question is this, is that did he only sort of... Re, like, I want to know what he redid that were Joss Wheaton mistakes... Yeah. And I want to know what he redid that were his own mistakes that he realized shouldn't have happened. Meaning when you release the Snyder cut, how much of what his idea played out in the original that he then changed his own idea because the story is completely different now. Like yeah. it is completely different. So did he realize a, that, that the script, cause the script is terrible. Oh, horrible. Right. So that's what I want to know. Like, is this? Yeah. Did they just give him seventy million dollars to, to to redo a movie that nobody liked? So how much of it was reshot? Was all the Henry Cavill a stuff reshot? Lot, a lot of because it. Because here's one difference yeah. that I noticed. Because if you remember during the original filming, Henry Cavill was filming, I think, Man from Uncle. Yeah. And he had a mustache for that movie. Right. And for his contractual obligations. He didn't. He couldn't shave his mustache for Justice League. Right. So they had to digitally remove it, yeah. and it made his mouth look weird. Mm -hmm. So watching the Snyder cut, his mm -hmm. mouth. I kept paying attention to that. It didn't look weird. But so the, I don't know if. But the tech is different. They could have just deep faked him. Exactly. Right. I don't know if the tech. Yeah. Because of. Yeah. I think the, the tech, tech. I think the advanced, tech is different. Or like how much of it they reshot. But I right? shouldn't be after a four-hour movie. I shouldn't be as confused. I sh everything should be crystal clear yeah. after a four-hour movie. When they did the thing at the end, spoiler alert, with the Joker and all the other stuff. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on. My, my brother had up. to come down yesterday and explain it all to me. Oh, and did it make sense after you told yeah, him? Yeah, but, but nothing was explained. So oh. apparently this is the Flash that is going back and forth in time and then Batman just keeps, like, time looping and trying to figure stuff. Like, it made no sense. Yeah, it made no it made no sense to me after a four hour movie. I shouldn't be confused. Yeah, I, like, I really I really shouldn't for, be setting up for future. Also, movies. also. So it's about the three boxes. It's very much like Endgame. Yeah. Right. All those all these movies are very much like Endgame. So it's the big bad Steppenwolf. Right. As we know. 
and they have these three boxes, much like the Infinity Stones. Mm -hmm. So they have these three boxes, and then he's got to get these three boxes, and the three boxes have to come together as one, and then he can start destroying worlds just like Thanos. I don't know why they don't hang out. Uh, okay, so one of the boxes eons ago, thousands of years ago, okay, goes to Atlantis. Yeah. And the fish, Aquaman's okay, people. Aquaman's people, they build this temple for it, right? And they like surround it and all, like, you, it's impossible to find. And then one goes to the Amazons, to uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman's people. And they build like a pyramid around it, like an yeah. un- impenetrable force fortress. And then one of the boxes goes to men, mm-hmm. regular dudes. On Earth. On Earth. And they literally walk into a forest and buried in a three-foot hole. Right. Okay. So when the not big gonna bad, not going to find it here. <laughs> so when the big bads show up, right? Yeah. They get the one a thousand meters underwater, impenetrable. They get that one. They get the one in the pyramid. Okay, with yeah. Wonder Woman's people. The one that they have a difficulty finding is the one that was buried three and a half feet under the ground. Right. Because you would never know to look there. Okay, that nothing, nothing makes that. sense. None you would of that. think it's like locked up somewhere behind concrete, no. surrounded by barbed wire. Okay, there's one scene where Cyborg's dad is running with his coat over the box, right? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Okay, yeah, and he at that time he passes a construction site. And I'm just like, throw it in the hole. There's yeah. a hole right there. Yeah, let's throw it in the hole. Toss cement on it. Toss cement on it. <laughs> Two feet is all you need. Yeah. Two feet apparently is all you need. Anyway, the movie was very confusing. It was it was fine. It was fine. It's not a rewatch, definitely. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> no thanks. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I gotta play something for you. Please. Leslie Jones has been going on a tear. Overnight, up she to- mad at something or is she happy about something? Because her, because her, her volume is the same <laughs> for yeah. both things, right? She's been watching the four-hour Justice League. Oh movie, my god, good. Here and we go. She, her last tweet, she just finished watching like ten minutes ago. Yes. And what she's doing, she's filming her television okay. screen so you can see what she's seeing. Yeah. And she's commenting on what it is she's seen. She's better watch this. She's going to get hit with copyright infringement. You can't film so, your TV like that. Which is why you should go check out her Twitter right now yeah. before any of that stuff gets taken down. Okay. Because the retweets and comments are coming in like crazy. Okay. So obviously we can't play like every single one, but here's just a sample of Leslie Jones watching the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Man, you can't do shit. Shish kebab. Shish kebab. And then we have a super sock to the chin. And then Wonder Woman comes in with a hi, you get Slice him up. Send the head over to the other side. They had to stand there and watch their boy get dead like that. And y'all can't even come do nothing because the three boxes got separated. So Spoiler alert. Yeah, we just gonna send that over there super cut for you. That's your boy. Oh, don't squash him now. Try to come over. Come through. Come through, though. Why don't you come through, though? Come through, though. Uh, Thanos' cousin. Come on, Thanos' cousin. We wait for <laughs> Come through, cuz. Come through. That's what Superman's saying. Come through, though. But you ain't, though. <laughs> Yo, she got to be annoying as hell to watch a movie with, though, huh? Like, you know she was alone. Oh, my God. I would, love, I, would, I would do anything to watch. Just sit and watch four hours um, of Justice League. Spoiler alert. This is uh, Leslie Jones commenting on the Snyder Cut of Justice League. 
And yeah. it's a scene where all the superheroes come together. That I was, was standing like, there, right? Yeah, yeah. And it started off rough. You know, I didn't think y'all was going to pull it off. But in the end, you practice together, you talk together, and it still wasn't real good. But <laughs> since Superman joined you and he kind of helped you out, though. I mean, y'all was doing good before he got there, but I'm just saying. Thank God he got there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just in case any of those videos got taken down, <laughs> go check out Leslie Jones' Twitter account because she was live tweeting watching uh, Justice League. That's exhausting. That's four hours to be doing that, man. Four that's a hours. lot of energy you got to have. You got to have Leslie Jones' energy to be able to, to live commentate a four hour movie. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hi, Anna. Hi. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, Roz, Anna reached out to us because it's her daughter's birthday. Oh, yeah. Her daughter, Sarah, lives and listens to the Roz and Mocha show from Vancouver. Okay. And Anna is in Toronto. So, how long has it been since you've seen Sarah, Anna? Well, um, she calls herself bi-coastal, so the last time she was here was in February. So, I haven't seen her in about a month. So it's not too, too bad, but you're, is this your first time not being able to spend, like, her birthday with her? That's correct. This is the very, very first time. Aww. And how old is she? Well, she's going to be 27, but she's always my little girl, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going to call Sarah. I'm going to keep you on the phone, hey, are so you don't on, say anything, are okay? You, are you on speakerphone? Yeah, I am. Take, us, my... up, take us off speakerphone. Hi, Sarah. Time to wake up. Happy birthday. It's Razamoka. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> no, you shut up. How are you? <laughs> this is so awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, we understand that uh, this is your first time. So you're out in Vancouver. Where in Vancouver are you? I'm currently in East Van. And uh, we understand this is the first time in your life now that you're not able to celebrate your birthday with your mom or the rest of your family. That is correct. All right. Tell us a little bit about your mom, because we found out about your birthday from her. Yeah, kind of figured. Oh, going to get a little emotional, so heads up. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom is absolutely the best person. Um, I think it's just really difficult being away from her, but no supportive person there is. And what's your relationship like? I think it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, really close. I would consider her my best friend. No. Oh, that's real nice. And if uh, if you had access to your best friend right now, what would you say to her? Well, I'm pretty sure she's on the other line now. <laughs> <laughs> you are one smart kid. Anna, say hi to your kid, Sarah. Hi, hi Squirt Face. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Happy birthday. Thank you. I love you. I love you, too. What would you guys be doing if you were together to be able to celebrate your birthday? Probably nothing. I don't like doing anything for my birthday. Yeah, same girl. (laughs) (laughs) Just stay indoors, huh? Pretty much. I'm a homebody. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. You guys, I love these relationships. I I love, I could just sit and honestly, I could just sit and listen to the two of you talk all day. I think it's just, it's so, (laughs) no, it is. It's so, it's so beautiful and um, magical and just inspiring when you see a, a mom and her daughter having this kind of relationship, you know, where even the mention of a name, you know, brings tears to your eyes because of how much love you guys have. I could honestly sit here and listen to the two of you talk all day. <laughs> oh, 
you. I'd be probably talking about you guys in your podcast. Yeah. Well, listen, if you're, I could listen to anybody talk about me all day. <laughs> Yo, facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah, happy birthday. Uh, and Anna, thank you very much for reaching out. And to the both of you, thank you for listening to both the live show and also to the podcast. We have so much love for you guys. Well, thank oh you thank to you, you guys so for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hold on, so hold much. on, hold on, hold on. Before we let you go, Anna, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? I'm going to say Mocha because Roz does not contribute or does not play the games, like the <laughs> snap games. Oh. <laughs> okay. Like, why is he always the MC? Why doesn't, you know, he take turns? Because I'm not psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah, the birthday girl, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? I would have to say Roz. Like, Roz, I aspire to be as wise as you. Like, absolutely incredible the advice you give okay what's the difference between wise and smart because i would prefer it if you said smart because wise is like 25 <laughs> years past smart you know what i mean <laughs> well then i feel like we're going to get into a discussion about book smart and street is this how you want to spend your birthday arguing with me <laughs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, happy birthday. We love you. Love you too. Thank you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Matthew McConaughey did a big benefit last night. A for... fundraiser for the uh, helping people recover who went through that brutal winter in Texas. Oh, that, right. That big, yeah, yeah, that yeah. big winter storm. Uh, play me clip number one over there because McConaughey is really sort of he's he's bought into that caricature that he has created which is interesting to hear because you only used to get that every now and then when he was sort of goofing right yeah but now now that is mcconaughey now. he's embraced like, it he has well he's i don't know it's it's like he's it's like he had an alter ego but now the alter ego is matthew mcconaughey and it's rare to hear matthew mcconaughey anything other than the all right, all right, all right. So listen to this. This is the way he introduced his fundraiser last night. Yes, we made it. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, we are here to put a smile on some faces tonight. Smiles on the faces that receive our gifts and smiles on your faces, <laughs> the ones doing the giving. So welcome, brothers. Welcome, sisters. Welcome Texans, welcome Americans, welcome citizens of the world that are tuning in tonight. Here's what we got. Tonight we are going to share with you songs, stories, and traditions that define the DNA of this state so many of us call home. Me, I'm going to be your guide, your DJ, your friend, like mine over here, Mr. Charlie Sexton, sir. <laughs> I'm going to be walking you through this night of artistry, this album of big hearts and hospitality, this jam session of generosity, as this I'm guy. calling it. You see, tonight, we're going to show you the soul of Texas. Ultimately, tonight is about generosity. Yours and of the many others we are going to spend time with over the next few hours. So I want to thank you all, all of you, for being here. Yeah, this is my right? favorite Matthew <laughs> I know, mine too. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> this guy's the best. It was a, uh, it was a, geez, I don't even know, two and a half hour? 
Wow, really? Showed that they did, yeah. Uh, Casey Musgraves uh, was a part of it. Miranda Lambert. Um, they had uh, Meg The Stallion said a couple things. Jamie Foxx. There was a, wow. it, was a, it was a it was a really big deal. All star lineup. Yeah, Willie Nelson was also, there. D- did you watch it more? Post Malone. Also, oh, yeah, oh yeah, Post Malone. What did he do? Oh, he did a country cover. Yeah, that was out of this world. And he also had eight cans of Bud Light next to That's him. That's my posty. Ah, yeah, everyone loves Post. Thank you guys very much. I love you guys. Well, I love her. Wow. But I love to fish. Spend all day on this lake now. It's all I catch. But today she met me at the door. Wow. Said I would have to choose if I ate that fish in the hole today. She'd be packing all. So I now have a far greater appreciation for Post Malone. I want Post Malone to do a country album. That is so good. Uh, Yeah. That's that's Post Malone at Matthew McConaughey's benefit. That's crazy. Show. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Also, that's my favorite Matthew McConaughey. How many many stacks of, uh, what do you have beside him? Eight cans of what? Bud Light. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Posty. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Melissa, Melissa, Melissa. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? Good, how are you? Doing good. So, what's on your mind? What's going on? What do you need help with? So, I cheated on my boyfriend and my relationship hasn't been the same since. Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah. Melissa, you wrote us this. Rosamoka fixed my life. Yes, you did cheat. It was a year ago, but he did take you back. Now you think that you need to break up with him. This is what you say. You know that he loves you, but he uh, shows you the exact opposite of what he is supp- of what is supposed to be like. Um, he's scared to change, so you don't know if he's just staying with you because he doesn't want a major life change, or if he actually wants to be in this relationship. Please help. Why did you cheat? Um. I mean, it's it's not excusable. There's absolutely no excuse for it, but there definitely is a reason, um, and it's the reason why I, I don't think that um, I want to be with him anymore. He just he doesn't treat me right. He's he's mean, and he I I feel like I'm his roommate. I don't feel like I'm his girlfriend. So why haven't you left? Why are you waiting on him? Um, yeah, I, I know. I I live with his parents. So right now it's kind of a convenience situation um, and trying to battle with whether I want to stay with him or not. I don't really know. Okay, so hold on a second here. Let me just give me one second. So sure. you, you wrote us this, that you cheated on your boyfriend a year ago. He took you back. Now you think mm-hmm. you want to leave him. You know he loves you, but he doesn't show it. You, he's, you say that he's scared of change, so you don't know if he's staying with you because he doesn't want a major life change. It sounds like you're the one that doesn't want the change. Because it's very convenient for you to stay there. No, I'm not afraid of change. I, I just want. I just don't want to give up on the relationship if he actually cares about me and is willing to work on it. Okay, but how has he shown you that he cares about you and he wants to work on the relationship? And how have you shown him the exact, the exact same? He hasn't really shown me anything other than the fact that he's still with me and that's kind of like what he articulates to me as well but um, what, what did you do I, I try and talk to him about it but he doesn't 
talk to me. Like I'll, I'll try and talk to him and he'll like shush me. <laughs> I, I don't want to put this all on him because you're the one that cheated. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that takes a long time to get over sometimes years and mm-hmm. the couples that successfully get over uh, uh, infidelity or a cheating spell, it's because of a lot of work. It is not because you ignored and pretend it didn't happen. That's yeah. a recipe for disaster that never works. Um, the only way to overcome this and rebuild trust and rebuild a relationship is through work. Now, if you say the reason you cheated was because your relationship was awful to begin with, then why did you go back? Guilt? Um, I think so, maybe at first. And then I realized I, I was in love with him and I ended up telling him that I cheated. So we started trying to work on it. But now mm. I don't know if it's just a lost relationship at this point. Well, no. Hey, listen, you're the one that you, you broke it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, you're, you're, you're the one that has to do the majority of the heavy lifting in this situation. Are you putting in the work to fix the relationship? Yeah, I think I am. The, but does he want to? I don't. I do you do you no. even do you even want to do you want to go through all this and do you want to put in that much work because I ask you I want to ask you this if you get back to the place where you guys were at your best is this is that still a place that you want to be yeah if he's willing to go there but I don't know if he can but you weren't there though yeah at one point I think I think we were I think that but... you're I think that you're you're mm-hmm. you're getting into the um, situation where I've been in this situation, a lot of other people have been in this situation, which is you, you, you have all these good days and you have these memories of these good days. And then the bad days start outweighing the good days. And then the bad days become really bad days. And then what you've convinced yourself is that the days that just aren't terrible are actually sort of good. And there is no getting back to a place that this fantasy of where thing where things were great. It's just not, it's not going to get back to that. Even when you guys were, were at your sort of most stable, it still sounds like it wasn't a very good relationship. Prior to you cheating on him, did you have those days where majority of them were bad versus the good days? Um, I wouldn't say as much, um, but there, there obviously were bad days, like every relationship, but it wasn't as bad as it was, I would say, now or before I cheated. What were you looking for when you cheated? What were you looking for? What were you hoping to accomplish? Um, attention i guess i don't know i don't was it was it with someone like one time that you met or was this something that like built up over time you got to know this person and then you hooked up um i got to know this person but it wasn't in more than like a friendship type of scenario and then eventually it it turned into a hookup it was a one-time thing and that was the that was the only time you cheated right yeah okay and you still talk to this guy no yeah, you guys got to do the work and you have to have a conversation uh, with each other about whether that work is even necessary because if it's if you guys don't have the same end goal in mind, then there's no point. Mm-hmm. If you guys aren't both willing to move in the same direction because the one thing you can't do is just pretend it never happened and then go back to living uh, a life that is just going to build resentment. Um, and that's not a good place for either of you. So the conversation that needs to happen, it's not about, you know, whether you leave or not. It's, it's, do you want to put the work into this? And if the answer from you is yes, and the answer from him is yes, then you both have to commit to doing the work. And the one thing you can't do is let that go. And if you guys are only together out of convenience, then the relationship is never going to work and neither of you are going to be happy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. All right, Melissa. All right. Thank you so much. All right, girl. You take care. Good luck. Thanks you as well. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. 
Hello, Arsh. How are you? It's Ron Zamoka. Hey, how are you? We're good. Um, so Arsh listened to one of our podcast episodes. Okay. And wanted to talk about something that we were discussing. It was when we were talking about the most unexplainable things that have happened to people, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, there was a guy who said that there were, like, these baby handprints on his car oh, yes, window. Yes, He tried to wipe them away, and then when the mist, like, dun, dun, fogged dun, dun. it all up again, he realized that the, the, the handprints were coming from inside of the car. Right. Right? There yes. was another story of a woman who said when she was a kid, she was walking down the hall in her house, and she heard her mother, or she saw her mother in a bedroom, said, come yes. I, in here, I got to talk to you. And as the mother was saying something or the kid, like, walked into the room. Yeah, it was creepy. She's just sitting there on the bed, right? Yeah. Yes. But then she heard her mother and saw her mother in the kitchen, turned around. The person who was sitting on the bed wasn't actually there. All of it nonsense, by the way. Um, so here's <laughs> why Arsh wrote into us saying, uh, listening to the most unexplainable things that ever happened to people and Roz is being very skeptical about everything <laughs> and saying that it's not true. I want to say that I myself have had my own creepy experience that's unexplainable and 100% true and that these weird things just happen to people, like, it could just happen. So, Arsh, what is your story? <laughs> okay, so me and my friends, um, this was a few years back, like six years back. Okay. Uh, we were home alone on her house. Her parents were at a party, and her brothers were out too. So we were just hanging out on her roof. We would go through her room window and just hang out on her roof. And then we came back inside around like 11 o'clock at night. We were just getting ready to go to bed. And then we were standing in front of her dresser in front of the mirror. And all of a sudden, both of us got really scared. We screamed really loud and we jumped in her into her bed and just went to sleep. And then we never spoke about it again, like just never brought it up. And then we drifted apart. We didn't talk for about a year and a half. And then when we started talking again one day, I randomly asked her, I said, do you remember that day that this happened? What happened to you? Like, why did you scream? And she was like, why are you talking about it? I don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, I just want to know if we experienced the same thing. And then when I finally got her to say it, she was like, it felt like our reflections were staring back at us smiling and it wasn't us. And I felt like that too. But it was super creepy for us to also even, you know, handle or talk about. So we kind of just left it and never spoke about it again. What were you guys smoking when you were out on the roof? <laughs> but okay, <laughs> nothing. Nothing? Okay, that's going to discredit my story. How could you have this same experience? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on a second, Arsh. When you were at your friend's house for a sleepover and you guys were up on the roof, were you smoking anything? Were you smoking weed? Yeah, we were, okay. but yeah, how okay. could we have the okay. same experience? Okay, ne next next call, please, Mocha. We've solved the case. We've 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 solved. We've so you we've, guys are high, super we've, high. We've cracked this case. It's another one for the books, young man. <laughs> okay, so you guys were high. Okay, and yeah, then you so got you just told a story about getting high with but your friend. We had the same experience. Yeah, because you, you know? were both it's high. Yeah, were you were you were you drinking at all as well? No, no, we weren't drinking. And you know, like smoking weed at that time wasn't a rare thing for us. We used to do it pretty often. Oh, for us. oh. I got you now. Okay, so okay, so you were always high. 
right, I'm not doing myself any favors here. Okay. <laughs> not at all. All right, yeah, not at all. So, okay, that's another one for the books, young chap. <laughs> Thank you, Arsh. Okay. Closed. Thanks, guys. Right on. Have a good day. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. DMs are wide open, y'all. Hello, Deepa. Hello. So Deepa is here as she is every day uh, going through the Razamoka DMs where we get a lot of nonsense, sometimes some really great questions, sometimes some really great comments. Uh, there's usually a lot of nonsense in there, and it is Deepa's job to sort of sort through all of that and mm-hmm. bring it to us every day. Uh, what do you got for us? Okay, first comment comes from Ryan. He said, finish the podcast, started mid-September, ha, ha, ha crying laughing face all i listen to at work for nine hours a day sick thank you ryan appreciate you that's an incredible commitment too thank you yeah nine hours a day that's a long commitment okay the next one anonymous roz Mm. is my favorite elder oh Oh, no okay it's always the anonymous ones because i said i listen i you know me if uh, i being called an elder is almost worse than being called old, yeah. right? Because nobody ever <laughs> wants to be in the age demographic where somebody can refer to you as an elder. Yeah. Right? And also no. elder is a very old, like, sounding word anyway, yeah. right? It is. Yeah. Like, you you don't throw that around that often unless you feel that it's the only word that's appropriate. Yeah. Right. But Which, on the plus side. Nah, there is no plus side. You're their favorite. No, it's that's a, not right? a plus. That's not a plus. That's, I would rather not be their favorite. It's <laughs> no, and it's like, I'm not their favorite. They said I'm their favorite elder. So well, I would rather not have that title. Like Thank what you. What term do you prefer? Just, like senior citizen oh versus my elder? God. Oh, wow. or like, <laughs> Damn, Diva. No. That one cut wow. deep. Wow. <laughs> Damn, Deepa. Okay, next. Okay, moving on. Please. Okay, the next question comes from Jenny. Have you ever bought something kind of expensive, hoping that if you bought it, you would become good at it or use it all the time? Like, bought an expensive bike, thinking you would cycle all the time and become super mm, fit. That's an interesting one, because I don't huh. usually blow money on, like, expensive things, unless I know specifically that it's something that I want or I'm going to use. Constantly. Like, I don't buy a lot of kitchen gadgets yeah. and stuff like that like I really try and avoid um really try and avoid all of that I don't spend it on me but like I set up Roxy with this karaoke system right so I bought like but instead of just buying the box that you can go to Walmart and buy the freaking karaoke box I set it up with like a pro mixer and speakers and all and all of this stuff she's about to put on a concert yes like reverb everything wow we used it twice Right, <laughs> but the problem, but, but the problem, but the problem is, I hooked it up in the unit that we have with all our gear in it, yeah. and it's like wires and all of this stuff, and now I can't use that space for anything mm. because I know what would happen to me if I just started started dismantling the karaoke system after all these years. Oh, you get killed. Which is, I would be the worst dad ever. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to stay there forever. Oh no. She'll bring she'll bring oh. the whole unit to college with her. Right. <laughs> like there's just nothing. There's nothing. But as far as other things go. I don't really like I'm not a big indulgent guy like I don't really buy those expensive things like I would never buy like an expensive jacket that I would never wear or right. anything, or anything like that. Um, and then everything else is just just cheap. I remember like forever ago I went to the uh, what is it the ski and bike show that yeah. they have every year and I bought for the purpose of 
trying to maintain some sort of health in the wintertime because I bought a bike and I still wanted to ride the bike throughout the winter. So I bought this contraption that you set up that you then connect to the front tire or no, the rear tires? Your rear tire. Of your bike so that you can still use your outdoor bike Mm -hmm. inside and it doesn't like go anywhere. It just creates a stationary bike. Oh, cool. And this, I paid, I don't know, like. They're expensive. 175 bucks maybe at Mm -hmm. the time. Haven't used it once. Yeah. Never? No. And it's moved with me four times. Yeah. So why don't you just give it away? I guess I could. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why don't we why don't we give both of them away? Because we also have one at home. Do you really? Yeah. Catherine bought it thinking that no. she was gonna ride her bike in the house every single day. Yeah. Now it's the thing beside my desk that I rest my foot on. <laughs> It's not, it's sharp metal oh. parts, <laughs> right? Like it's not even comfortable at all. Oh and it's green. Oh, is it? Oh. Yes. Oh, mine's gray. No, it's gray, black, and red. No, it's ugly and it hurts. Oh, Aww. right. Yes. Wah, wah. Thanks. I'm sorry, Roz. Okay. Next. All right, so this, we're going to end this off with a nice comment. So this is from Linda. I wanted to drop you a line to tell you how much I love listening to you guys every morning. I laugh so much, but even more when Mocha starts to laugh. Oh, thank you, Linda. have been a fan for 20 years. Agreed. Now I love listening to you. So, no that, laugh. That's very nice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. See, these are the comments that we need more of. Yeah. You mad because it started out with you being the favorite elder? No. <laughs> He's slightly salty about it. Okay. Just slightly. Are you elder or were you yeah. elder? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, okay. Deepa. Our DMs are wide open. Slide into them. Make a comment, ask a question, whatever, because we're going to be reading these DMs every single day. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, anyone. Oh, no, this is the one. Oh, my God, all the buttons. Everything just started going off there on you? Sorry. <laughs> I hit all the buttons at the same time. <laughs> anyway, whatever. It happens. What are you going to do about it? Well, nothing, man. I wasn't saying oh, anything. Oh, you want to fight? No. Whoa. Hey. Jeez. <laughs> Why would you say that? I don't know. Who wants to... Who says, do you want to fight anymore? <laughs> I know. Like, when was the last time? What? what are you gonna do about it? You want to remember fight? when? Uh, remember when you used to be mad at somebody and you used to say, you used to tell them that they're meat. Your meat? Yeah. What? Remember that? That was the thing where it was like a threat where you would like threaten that you were gonna beat somebody and you would just say, "Oh, you're meat." You'd call no. somebody meat. You never said that. I you never, never heard that. Anybody in my I life? I can't meat. be alone in this. I think you are. No, no, so no. So you no, would no, get no, mad no, no, at no, no. like you're no. in an argument with somebody, yeah. and then you would then say to them because it used to say somebody used to say you're dead meat. Right, I've heard dead and, meat, and then before. it just became your meat. No, I've you never, never heard, heard that. Nine two five triple five. Please help me out so I don't seem crazy right now. I have never. Maybe because you grew up in a small town. No, no, no. Don't do the small town thing on me. No, no, I'm no, not no, no, no. You fun. can't no, always no. do that. I'm just saying. No, maybe no, no, it was no, like no, a no. small town thing where. No, 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 no. It was only there where you no. heard that somebody I, was meat. I was very cultured. Okay. Um. No, you never said that. You never. So even ever, when you moved to a big city. Yeah. You heard somebody say, you're yeah. going to be me. Yeah. What if I did? I don't think you did. Yeah, I did. You I never had I find it weird that you never heard that. Nobody ever said you're meat. No, I've heard dead meat. Yeah, but then dead meat just became meat. I Not for me. Never. Never. 925555. What are the people saying right now? Help me out here. Um, Am I alone in this? Show of hands in the room. Maury, everybody, everybody called you Maury. LOL. No, Shem, no. Uh, Maury's like, I'm. 
It's only your dead meat. No, the no, saying no, is no, your no. dead meat. No, somebody no, said, no, 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 no. Somebody said, do you mean you got beef? No, I don't got beef. I got meat. Dead meat, yes, but not just no, meat. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. What'd they say? Uh, Shannon said, I have heard of it. Oh, thanks, Shannon. Oh, sorry. I have, I have heard and said it. Oh, yeah, there you go, right? Me and Shannon. Yeah, it's just you guys. Yeah. Everybody else saying, no, you're wrong. It's dead meat. Yeah. Somebody said Roz. Roz says meat because it's an elder term. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I've just been throwing very confusing insults at people. Maybe that's why they never resonated. Nobody ever knew what I meant. Not meat, but beefy. Beefy? <laughs> Nobody ever called somebody beefy. <laughs> You're beefy. Yeah, you want to fight? You're beefy. <laughs> You're beefy. No, no, no. It was always, it was always your, it was always your meat. Uh, Ronnie texted us. Yes. Who said, said that what? she also grew up in a small town. Yes. And said always dead meat. Dead meat. Yeah, but I remember dead meat. But dead meat just became meat. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not crazy on this one. I'm really not. Somebody said. Uh, yeah, maybe there's a lot of elder comments. Oh, I'll just bypass all those. Oh I'm not that old. Another person, I think he probably means you got beef. Shut up. No, it's not. <laughs> I know the difference between, okay, I know the difference between um, having beef and your meat. Okay? They can, they can go hand in hand. You can have beef and then tell somebody their meat. No. Oftentimes that happens. No, it's just, it's just <laughs> dead Stop meat. it. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Well, is that it for Kyle Lowry? Yeah. Will right. he no longer be in a Raptors jersey? Right. Uh, Raptors play Denver today. And if Kyle Lowry does not suit up tonight, then that's it. When's the deadline? Tomorrow. Trade deadline is tomorrow. Right. Let me read you this tweet from a um, guy from ESPN. Adrian Wojnarowski. Sources. Sources. Uh-oh. Was that you, more? You called him? No? Okay. <laughs> Raptors discussing Kyle Lowry and Norm Powell deals on multiple fronts. Yeah. And those talks are expected to uh, extend into Wednesday and perhaps even Thursday. Philadelphia, Miami are interested in Lowry, but both have shown restraint in how far they'll go to get a deal. Oof. So it all depends on what's offered up. Well, you got to figure. Raptors, by the way, nine straight losses. Now, is Lowry, I don't know a lot about Lowry and what his sort of wants and needs are and everything else, but is he the kind of guy that would be okay with being a rental until the summer and then hit free agency or does he want a big deal right now? I think he wants a big deal right now. Yeah. Right. Shannon he wants knows. a big deal. He wants a big there? deal right now. huh? Yeah. So and like if he, he's, if he he's, wants to go back to Philadelphia, so he'll push for like a non-rental situation trade with oh, term, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. you do that? Though? I don't even know. I don't even, I don't know. What I guess it's all part of the negotiation. Like. All yeah, part of the deal, right? Well, sometimes it's, sometimes it's not depending on your contract. So you got to think Kyle Lowry is a 36 year old point guard right now. And yeah. he's going to want a, another big money deal. Yeah. So sources say that he wants, <laughs> he wants a, a, a two year, $50 million deal, $25 million. Uh, per year. God damn. Yeah, yeah, Two years, eh? God. God. Uh, so. That's wild. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Oof. I don't know how to feel. 
have mixed emotions. Yeah. Kyle Lowry has been a part of the Raptors organization forever. Yeah. Right? Do they but play tomorrow? They play, they play tonight. tonight oh, against they play Denver. Tonight. Yeah. yeah. It's tonight against Denver. You have to make a deal if you're the Raptors. Yeah. You, you can't let him walk away in free agency without getting anything well, for hell him. Hell no. The That's a sucker's way, game. <laughs> but in yeah. the same way that you let Kawhi Leonard walk away. Right. For nothing. Yeah. You know, you got to let, uh, you got to let, you got to get something for Kyle. Yeah. I think by the time this weekend rolls around, we're going to see a different Raptors lineup. Yeah. It won't be better. Oh, no. Forget this season. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know if there's, listen, there's no saving this season. We know that. No. Right? No. We're not making it postseason with the, the, the current state of the Raptors yeah. now. Hey, what did Siakam say to Nick Nurse? Oh, must have not been too nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was spicy for sure. The the story was that I guess it's conflicting now. Sources said. <laughs> <laughs> sources again. Sources. Because I was reading something where they find him like 50 grand, and then I guess that's de- being disputed, but they're saying they're handling it internally or whatever. Yeah. 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 What well, did he say? Like, what happened? It's just because they sucked, right? Like, there was just I think it's general just, it, animosity towards... And, and I think it's just frustration, Yeah, right? Yeah. It's just frustration. And you're caught up in the moment of the game, and you're, yeah. you know, you see uh, you, you're getting fouls that you don't believe yeah. are deserved. Isn't it incredible how fast things change, though? Like, how long ago was it where, you know, Pascal Siakam was, you know, like just living the best life ever and YouTube Last videos year. and everything else. And was every, right. everybody was loving Nick nurse. And yeah. now here we are where you say something so bad that they charge you 50 grand for it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. That's how fast things turn. I know. Yeah. I know. Jesus. In less than two years, less than two years. God. So trade deadline is tomorrow. We'll find out, uh, I guess between today, like now and yeah. then whether or not Kyle Lowry stays a Toronto Raptor. Oof. This is the Roz and Mocha show podcast. So it's a very special day today. Is it? Yes, it is. It is uh, Dan Maury's 10-year anniversary on the Razamoka show. Yay! Congratulations, Dan Maury. Come on in, Maury. Dan Maury, happy anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. How are you feeling? Older. Older? Huh? It's not your birthday. No, I know, but 10 years have gone by. Okay. I mean, facially, I look the same. <laughs> uh-huh. Still a funny guy, I see. <laughs> Still a funny guy. It has been 10 years, damn it, Morgan. Can you believe that? Show. I started when I was 33. Yes. 34, 35, all the way to now. All the witches. Which is 43 right, coming up. Correct. Yeah. You know that if you do this for another 10, you're going to be into your 50s, right? You'll be uh, older. How does that make you feel? I'm fine with getting older. I am not. You that would be ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. You uh, can't it, stop it. It was a, uh, <laughs> before we get to what Maury has planned, what do you have planned today, Maury? I have written something. You've written what? Like a poem. A poem, which is funny because I wrote a poem for you today too, but go ahead with yours. Really? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, on the men's anniversary. <laughs> but it was oh, a, got slice of not only is it a huge day in here for us with uh, Damon Maury's anniversary, it was a huge night in the condo last night. Oh. Uh, the, the eve before Maury's 10-year anniversary on the Razamoka show. When What did you do? You asked Matthew to help you pick the perfect outfit for today. That's correct. He did a great job, by the way. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. He looks great. Come on. I mean, it's I've worn this before. 
It looks I, great. Yeah, you're good. You look good. It's fine. Yeah. You, stop pulling down the bottom, though. Like, you have to stop doing that. Well, when I shirts. sit, things sort of crunch. Tell me about it, Warren. <laughs> Tell me about it, baby. Same, girl. Me, same. Me, me and you. So let's take a listen to what went down in the condo last night with the Dammits. Matthew, what? Can you help me pick out my special 10th anniversary outfit for the show tomorrow? Are you kidding me? What's a special? <laughs> I'm not dressing you now. Like, I've got enough in my life and I'm so busy and I have to worry about dressing you. Well, you fold everything and put it away anyway, so you know everything I it's have. It's not like you wear anything. You, you you wear the same five every week and I wash the same five every week. Meanwhile, you have a closet full of clothes. Should I wear my Campbell soup shirt? No. Why not? You have nicer things in there. <laughs> well, I don't want to wear a button-up. It doesn't have to be a button-up. It could be a nice, you know, a nice polo, a nice, like, something. What do you think I should wear that represents 10 years? Oh, God. Why do you bother me with these questions? Honestly, I'm in the middle of something, trying to organize my Aretha Franklin collection. Okay, Campbell soup shirt it is. Uh, no, I think you can do better than a, a soup can on your shirt. That's all you wear, soup cans, and bananas. Ten years, Matthew. Ten years. Congratulations, sweetie. Okay. Wow. St. Matthew very excited. Everybody very excited. Seems to be. Everybody's very excited for Maury's 10-year anniversary. Uh, Maury, uh, your poem, please. Okay, are you ready? I'm very much ready okay. if you are, yes. Count them on your fingers. Count them on your toes. If this were The Bachelor, I'd get a rose. You know how it goes. The answer is as clear as my nose. Do I get a plaque? We just got blackjack. I am the ace that just got a 10. I drove, I don't drive a Benz, but here are the things that come in tens. Thou shalt not steal is one of the ten. My enchantment, not a commandment, but my appeal. I'll never be able to say this again. Today we celebrate ten. We just keep on rolling, just like in bowling. We've had many wins, just like those ten pins. I think it's clear what I've conveyed. It's been a decade. I've made you laugh while being on staff. I've made you mad when calling you dad. I've made you annoyed despite filling this void. But I'm willing to bet and put myself in debt. You've loved it all from then to now as we celebrate then. If I was a store, you'd go and buy more. This is the fun I couldn't have without just anyone. Do you say thank you or do I? Both of you are just the gum that I want to chew. So thank you. <laughs> uh, well, Maury, let me just say this. It has been a wonderful 10 years. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. On everything that you've accomplished, both in this show and outside of this show. And uh, much like you just said, let's just keep rolling like in bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary, David Maury. Thank you. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I still can't get over that footage of the red mini being pushed by that dump truck along the gardener. Dude. It's crazy, dude. I drove by this. If you haven't seen this, it was a dump truck that pushed a red mini, like a like a car, up the ramp at Jarvis and then like a kilometer across the highway. But the thing is. The red car, that car, it wasn't like the dump truck rear-ended and kept pushing. The car was sideways. Yeah. Like driver's side facing the front of 
the dump truck. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but the, the driver is okay. Uh, her name is Courtney, and I believe that they've charged the driver of the dump truck. Hi, Courtney. It's Razamoka. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm Thanks for having me good. on. Thank you for joining so, us. So what happened? Um, you know, I was like, I was going on the lake shore, going, trying to go on the on-ramp uh, westbound onto the Gardner. On the, like on the Jarvis ramp, right? Yep. And, you know, this truck claims that he didn't see me. And then he bumped me and I just went sideways. And he just continued to push me up onto the Gardner for literally almost a kilometer. <laughs> so at that point, once your car got hit by the dump truck and you noticed that this dump truck was not stopping, were you doing anything to try to get his attention? Like, did you honk your horn at all? Like, were you trying to wave your arms? Oh, I know yeah. it's like, and he didn't hear at all, huh? Or at least he claims he didn't hear. Yeah, he claims he didn't hear. So right away, at the, the first I was hit, I honked my horn and then thought, you know what? Okay, I've been hit. He'll get out. Whatever. We'll deal with it. But, like, that wasn't the case at all. He just kept going. So I braced my steering wheel because I the last thing I would want is to veer out onto the oncoming traffic on the Gardner. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to stay kind of at least with him and not just spin out and get hit by someone going 120 an hour on the Gardner. And then I just had my hand on my horn and I was like slamming my hand on my like left side uh, window and just trying to get attention from him. But obviously that wasn't working. So how did he stop? So I really believe the only reason that, you know, I'm alive is, first of all, because of how well my mini is built. But second of all, this couple, they realize that something was happening. They pull up about 50 meters, give or take, and then the truck had to stop because the their car was in the way. And they actually had, ended up getting a flat tire because of it. Um, and then the truck just slowly stopped because their car was up ahead. So did the driver, did the truck driver get out? Yeah. And and did. and what yeah. did he and what did he say to you? You know, afterwards when I finally stopped it was all such a blur and yeah. I just remember sitting in my car just bawling and just couldn't believe it was done. Yeah. Um and then that couple ran up to me and um got me out of my car and then they were just with me until the police came but he he was just I think he was also kind of in shock. Yeah. Um he didn't want me to call the cops at first. What? But, you know, they had, Yo, that yeah, man just pushed your car like almost a kilometer. <laughs> like, he like didn't we, want you to call the cops. Like we can settle this off the books. No, he didn't. Doesn't look yeah. that bad. We can settle this yeah. off the books. You, you can we, just bump yeah, that out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I drove. Here's the thing is that I was on my way home and I drove by this. Oh, no way. So I, yeah, I drove by this, but I drove by even before the cops were there. Oh, I would love to hear like your perspective. So, okay. So here's my perspective. And I don't know how this happened, but I immediately mm -hmm. went home and I told Catherine, I was like, I just saw the craziest thing. It was a dump truck <laughs> that was like, there was a mini in front of it that was sideways. And I was like, I saw a girl, like a young woman who was sort of outside of the car, but then the passenger side door was open. And I swear to God, there was a dog in your car. That is so funny. No, there there wasn't a dog. It was just me. So, so how long were you, like, when did you realize, like, obviously it's a traumatic experience and you were in shock and everything else, but when oh, did, yeah. how long after you sort of, you guys stopped and he got it, like, how long after did you, did it all come together for you, what you just went through? That's a good question. I, I really feel like it still hasn't all it come hasn't together. Done, yeah. 
Um, and that, you know, that was me and honestly that I've survived it. But I think right after, um, you know, when the firemen were there and all the policemen were so amazing and they were just like, you're lucky to be alive court. Like, um, we just don't see this as often. I think that's when it hit me. Yeah. And then when I was talking to the policeman, I just started to cry and was just Aww. overwhelmed by it all. That's so, got to be scary. Mocha, when Mocha mm-hmm. saw this, he was like, that is some serious road rage. Um, did you get the sense at all that this was intended, that this wasn't an accident on his part? I have no idea on that aspect of it. Um, I really didn't talk to him. Like once the police came, they were just kind of like took his statement, took him aside and then dealt with me after kind of thing. So, and then they said that they were going to look into it criminally and and they have their own statement, I think, that they're working Mm -hmm. on in their investigation. So I I really don't know. Oh, girl. Um, So how are you going to get to work now? I have a rental, which is good. Oh, okay. Good, 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 good. Uh, Court, listen, you sound like you're doing okay. And I'm sure that um, just sort of given your life and what you have access to that uh, if you do need any more help, that it's available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just wish you the best. This is wild. I can't believe you wanted to settle this off the books. That's the craziest part That's of this so story to me. Like the nerve, right? Yeah. Oh, it's just a little scratch. Shh, I know worry, a guy in a body shop that can fix that up real quick. It's not that bad. Don't he worry about that. it. He said that. That's funny. Yeah. He, no, <laughs> Courtney, you don't, yeah. don't, don't tell us. Us that this dump truck driver pulled the I know a guy at a body shop move. He may have. Yeah. He may have said that to me. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Hey, Courtney, we appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Right Take care, on. girl. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, how many games have the Raptors lost now? Oh, it's the eight. most in like nine years I was hearing. Eight straight. Eight straight. Yeah, we lost to Cleveland last night. That's bad news, man. And they play who now? So they're playing Houston. And Houston has lost how many straight now? 20. Okay. So someone's got to win. <laughs> someone's going to win tonight. So which streak gets broke Oof. tonight? Oof. Which streak? You can't lose to the team that lost 20 in a row. No. Maybe you can. I don't know. That's Rav's rough, get it, though. Rav's got to get it together. That's a, that's, that's, the long, that's a long streak. It hasn't been that way in a very long time. I know. Do you remember those years? Feels oh. like that right now. It feels like I, when the whole I, Raptors team was built around the the cheerleaders, the dance pack. That was the thing that they sold. It was, yeah, the, most fam- it was the most interesting part of that team back then. I don't remember, or I try not to remember a time when the Raptors were never in a spot to make it to the postseason. Yeah. Right? It seems like guaranteed every year you're going to see the Raptors in the postseason. Yeah. It's, it's rough, not looking though. that way now, though. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough. <laughs> I saw Nick Nurse got fined the other night. What did he do? He threw his mask off and swore at somebody? Is that yeah, what he did? The officials, yeah. Yeah, what'd they find him? Uh, 50K. Like 20 grand? 50K? Yeah, 50,000, man. Jeez, they don't mess around, huh? No. No. It's not. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's just, it's not good. It's so wild to me that they, they let the players run around and sweat all over each other and Yo, there's a fight. Touch each other's faces. But, like, the fight coach almost, takes his mask off and he gets fined 50 grand. A fight almost broke out uh, right before the half last night. Yeah. With Norm Powell. <laughs> and who's the guy? Um, Colin Sexton. Sexton, yeah. yeah. What'd he do? He was running off at yeah. um, at uh, at Van Vliet. Yeah. You can't then, get in a fight when your team's that bad right now, though. And then Norm uh, stepped in to, like, back up his guy, his yeah. boy. And what happened to that guy? 
Nothing. Then Did they he crush them afterwards? Then they all just went back to their change rooms, man, yeah. to the dressing room. Jeez. It was halftime. Yeah, it's rough. Feels like those lean years, though, huh? A little bit? Yeah. Right? What happened? Am I wearing a Raptors hat today? No, you're not. You're wearing oh, no. a, a Sugo hat. What does oh, that mean? That's, that's, uh, is it like an Italian thing? <laughs> you know what that is. It's sauce? Yeah. yeah. Why don't you just wear a hat that says sauce? Like, okay, let me ask you this. So you're wearing a hat right now that reads Sugo. Yeah. S-U-G-O. And uh, beautiful, like, script. Thanks. Would you wear a hat that just read sauce? I don't know. I no? don't think so. Something different about that, huh? Because <laughs> yeah. Sugo sounds cool it's and all. fancy. Did you have that made or did somebody decide to make that and then you found it? No, no, no. This is um, this was is actually the name of a restaurant. Oh, oh, oh! I got as you. well. Okay. And I like the hat, and I was like, "Yo, I gotta have yeah. it because I love Sugo." <laughs> right. I was like, "I need Man, that." Let's, it's it's so the Raptors are so bad. Mocha is like trying to find any hat that's not like you're you're like <laughs> dipping into the hats that have food written on them now. You want to try and avoid so hard wearing a Raptors hat? <laughs> you're wearing a spaghetti sauce hat. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So is this it for Kyle Lowry? Man, why do you want to go there right now? I don't know. I'm just curious. So here's my question. Here's yes. my question. And we don't, have to, we don't have to relive the whole thing, and we can save the hurt for later if you want to. Sure. But I'll just play this real quick. Okay. This is from last night's game. By the way, the Raptors did break their nine-game losing streak with a win against Denver. And Eric Smith over on Sportsnet was calling the game. Yeah. On uh, the Fan 590. If this was the last game for Kyle Lowry, for Norm Powell, we'll see if this maybe ignites a run for the Raptors. Oh, my heart. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Kyle Lowry, by the way. 35 years Is old today. Is it his birthday today? Yeah. Wow. Is he the GOAT in Toronto? I mean, he's got to be. Yeah. He has to go down as the GOAT. Yeah. Yeah. Because I heard his, that thrown around a lot last night. Because of his um, commitment to the team and to winning and to being a leader, for a long what about on the court? What about on the court? Absolutely on the court. Yeah, absolutely on the court. Yeah, because he was like, he is like the epitome of started from the bottom. Okay, but correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. And, and and I'm fine to be wrong on this, but I don't remember Kyle Lowry's name being thrown around as being the goat until Kawhi showed up. Because I think part of Kawhi showing up, not that there was like maybe there was internal competition. I don't know. Right. But Kawhi kind of like made everybody on that team step up their game. And I believe Kyle Lowry really, really stepped up. Right. But Kyle Lowry has been like show and proof since before Kawhi. No, like no, I know. But I just, I just stuff, mean the right? conversation of being the GOAT. Like I think that, that I think that you can, can you make the argument that Kyle Lowry makes the people around him good, but Kawhi made the people around him great? Kawhi no, made Shem, people Shem's around. shaking, the Shem's shaking his yeah, head no. right now. Shem, get in here, bro. <laughs> come on, man. I'm, I'm, half of me is just trolling, Shem, okay? So don't come in here. <laughs> and... Yo, get all on, fighty man. on me, okay? <laughs> okay? okay? Like, honestly, honestly, anyway, you don't even say, care. Right? I don't even care, yeah, but I'm just, care. I, I'm in a trolley, I'm in a trolley kind of mood. Uh, so, so let me say that. So, uh, can you, also, I would like to say that. Without Vince Carter, we yeah. may be talking about the Toledo Raptors right now. So Vince Carter is probably the most important Raptor of all time, right? Uh, because of him putting the 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 show on the map, uh, the show, yeah, the, the team on the map. Uh, but Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptor of all time, and stats also prove it because right. he is 
he is I think he's first in a bunch of different categories aside from points and games played only behind DeMar DeRozan um and he's got the ring he's got the ring you know and you're right was this conversation had uh prior to Kawhi probably not the championship obviously helps that um but I I I think undoubtedly he is the most uh he's the greatest Raptor of all time he may not be the most talented Raptor of all time that probably goes to Kawhi but then what do we base greatest on like I know Kawhi was a one and done season right yeah but is he not in the mix for the greatest Raptor of all time, even though he was only in here for one season? Uh, I don't know. Who's about the greatest that. rap? Who's the, who's the greatest player to put on that jersey? Kawhi Ka- Leonard. Oh, okay. Kawhi. I was gonna say Kyle Lowry. Most talented? Absolutely, it's Kawhi Leonard. Right. I mean, he came in uh, as a free agent, didn't really want to be here. Right. And won MVP and did and did something for the franchise that's never been done before. Right. Good. So you agree with me then? No. Why you gotta start today, bro? Come on, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh baby. I said certified freak. Seven days a week. Oh no. Make that make that game week. Yeah. In this house. Um, so after Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion perform WAP at the Grammys, which again was the, 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 the lowest amount of people, or sorry, lowest amount of people, lowest viewership yeah. for the Grammys in a real long time. Uh, after they performed this song, the FCC in the States got complaints about the performance. Mm-hmm. Some people called it disgusting. Others said it looked like something you'd see in a strip club. Which, I mean, when you watch the performance, it's a strip club show. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, at least one person complained that the media, quote, has a problem with Dr. Seuss, but allows Cardi to sing about her WAP on national television. <laughs> How many complaints do you think FCC got? I think it's low. I think it's low, but I think that the complaints do not reflect the reaction that people may have had. So eighty people complained. Yeah, I think they had like nine over nine million people who watched the Grammys. So in comparison, yeah, even though nine million is still like a low number for the Grammys this year, right? Yeah. Uh, By comparison, eighty people doesn't seem like a lot. Um, I think that people feel like prudes when they complain about stuff that's sexual. Probably. Yeah. I think that they're more apt to complain about something that is more in line with a social justice issue. Yeah. If somebody had said something. Uh, at the Super Bowl last year, when JLo and Shakira performed, there was 102 million people that watched. Oh. Right? And they got like 1,300 complaints over their performance. Yeah. yeah. I didn't plan for okay. us to stop talking yeah. at that uh-huh. part of the song. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want, but they did not write a one-size-fits-all song. Okay? No. Like, Because there's that video 
that Cardi was standing in her living room singing the song. And then the kid walked in and she's like, oh, my God. And she like shut it all off. Right. Like, you know what I mean? like nobody's trying to convince you that this is for all ages and we should not be thinking specific audience. It's a very specific right? audience. Now, whether that audience, whether that audience was the Grammy audience, we can have that discussion. But this is not a song for all ages. No. And uh, of, of, out of the, the nine point two million people that watch the Grammys, yeah. Uh, 80 people complain <laughs> about this performance of WAP from Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, Mark, how you doing, man? It's Roz and Mocha. Pretty good. How are you? Good, buddy. Good, dude. What's uh, going on with uh, you, man? Pretty much so. Uh, I just got a toxic relationship with my father. How old are you? Uh, I'm 22. So you're 22. You got a toxic relationship with your dad. You wrote it says Roz and Mocha fix my life uh, i've been in this situation for a while now and i don't know what to do sometimes so ever since i was about 10 my father's been pretty toxic in terms of holding certain stuff above me and my siblings such as the typical this is my house i pay the bills it's difficult to try to talk to him about this situation uh, and you need some guidance uh, any advice would be much appreciated mm. do you guys talk ever yeah we do here and there but it's usually uh the day after we argue Something so little as like um, I don't know. This happened recently where I walked. He walked through the door and I was like, "Oh, you have all your your work stuff here." Like, I have a, like a little box uh, I got from Nofrils that I keep my cooler in just because I work on a construction site. Right. And I'm not trying to bring that further in the house. You know, I've got a I purchased a car recently and he keeps complaining that I keep stuff in the shed. But if you walk in, it looks like a tornado has happened. <laughs> and my stuff only occupies like a small section of the shed. So. And what kind of stuff is he arguing with your siblings about? Like how many siblings do you have and how old are they? I have uh, two sisters. They're 23 and 24, yeah. Okay. What they fight about? They could really be minding their business and my dad would just nitpick at something that they have around them. Let's say, oh, that thing's in the way. Get mm -hmm. it out of the way. It's mm -hmm. my house. Mm -hmm. Keep it clean. So. Is there a chance that your dad is just sort of fed up by having all his kids who are in their 20s still living at his house? <laughs> I think that might be the case. Yeah, uh, I think that might be the case too. Yeah. <laughs> and then like with the pandemic and everything and like everybody yeah. being at home yeah. all the time. And every time right, he walks right. into a room, like somebody's there. Or every time he walks into the house, like your stuff's there. Yeah. Uh, we're still pretty young and purchasing a place ridiculous right now right i, I get it but he you didn't think that, that he didn't man. think that 25 years ago when he had you guys <laughs> right <laughs> you know <laughs> he wasn't uh, nobody was thinking this it doesn't seem to me that uh, he's, you know, sort of toxic in the general sense of where there's a lot of, you know, emotional manipulation. And we've, we've had a lot of people on before who have, you know, dealt with extreme guilt put on them and shame put on them, um, the regulation put on them by, by parents. And that's a really difficult and, and toxic thing where you almost need a third party, you almost need a therapist to sort of come in and deal with the things that need to be talked about. This sounds like your dad sees grown children and making a mess in his living room like they're 14 again and he's pissed off about it yes now can i say something sure um, so this was like two days ago he said that because i give him like a fair share of uh cash just to pay for the pay off the mortgage sure right so it's good for you i yeah i caught him saying um i don't really need your money 
I, if anything, you could move out and I could rent your room for $600 a month. Wow. And once oh, I heard that, wow, yeah. Like, so he wants you out. Yeah. So he wants you gone, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like prior to you telling that story, Mike, I thought right. I was going to say like, maybe your dad's going through stuff. Maybe he's like, you know, maybe not depressed, but like, he's just pissed off about other stuff. And then when he gets home, he takes it out on you guys. Yeah. But it legit sounds like he doesn't want anybody there. Yeah. Where's yeah, your, where's your, is, where's your mother in all this? My mother, she, uh. Um, she works like my dad works at home, so he's pretty much home oh, all the time. God. And, and, mom, she, oh, yeah. and you guys are home all the yeah. time too. You and like no, no, oh, um, no okay. yeah, I'm working full time. Yeah, um, bro. My sister actually moved out with her boyfriend, and my other sister is working part time. Okay, so. I think that you need to sit down and have a conversation with your old man, and you can say, "Hey, listen, you know when you said like God that you could kick me out and you don't need my money, you can rent my room for six hundred bucks." That really hurt my feelings, man. And I know I'm grown, but times have changed, and this is a different world. And believe me, you don't think I want my own independence? Like you don't think I yes. want to have my own place? Yes. You don't think I want to be able to have people over all the time? <laughs> Just, the world doesn't work like that right now and the only thing that i need from you is i don't need you to be like the doting dad you were when i was 14 but just a little bit of respect and mm. you know and common courtesy and just know that i am working towards being independent it just can't happen right now so we got to support each other and i think that that's what this family has always done and we've always been good at that and i know it sucks because we're all here and we're loud and we're messing up your house and you don't want us here and we're all grown and your life would be much better if we weren't here see us on weekends maybe go to a movie you know wing night hey everybody <laughs> right you don't want us you don't you don't want us in your living room i get that but that's not the world yeah. we're living in right now yeah i've i've tried everything he's just very um i don't know how to say it very old-fashioned and hard-headed and yeah. he doesn't want to just very miserable to my mom sometimes yeah you are not the, you can you can you can bleep this right mocha yeah bro you are not the first 22 year old living at home whose dad's a bit of a Oh, for sure. I can imagine. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, like it's just kind of, that's yeah. life. That's life. Just you tell your pops you're working on it. You're trying to save as much as you can. And as soon as you can get out, you'll yeah. be out of his hair. Yeah, for sure. 100%. All yeah. right, Mike. All right. Thanks for the advice. Though. All right, brother. All right, later, man. <laughs> Have a good day. Hey, Yo, tell your dad we said hi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and um, last thing. <laughs> can I tell you which who's my favorite? Oh, yeah, God. Mike, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Um, I was... I would have to go with Mocha, but Roz, yeah. um, I can say that, okay, so Diamond Mori followed me yesterday, and I seen a recent picture, tagged with all you guys, Yeah. and I really like those smooth, cool lines that you mow on the lawn. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm getting something. Listen, listen, man. Okay. You know what I'm going to do, bro? I'm going to offer your dad 1600 for your bedroom. <laughs> As is. As is, yeah. With all your stuff in it. Yeah. Get those smooth, cool lights. Yeah, I'm going to be living at your house soon. <laughs> thanks, Mike. All right, thanks, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I didn't know that we were getting two television shows or documentaries on Mike Tyson. Yeah, Jamie Foxx is doing one of them, isn't he? Yeah, and like Martin Scorsese is involved in the project. In the Jamie Foxx one? Yeah. Really, huh? Yeah. Because I remember there was one that Hulu said that they were doing, but then Mike Tyson came out and was like, not cool because I'm not involved in this project whatsoever. Right. I don't co-sign this. Right. But Hulu, I I don't know how, I guess they have ways of figuring it out. Yeah, because Tyson, um, Jamie Foxx was talking about the Tyson one like years ago. He's wanted to, he's almost too old to do Tyson now. Because he's wanted to do Tyson forever, forever. right? Forever, yeah. Yeah, but he's he's almost, um, 
he's almost too old. But the problem is, is that Jamie Foxx does an, an incredibly, like, perfect Mike Tyson impression. Yeah. So it's like you, you can't not have Jamie Foxx evolve. Also, Jamie Foxx is a big movie star. You're going to get eyes on your show or your yeah. movie or whatever it is. But he's described how exactly he wanted this to, to, to be. And he's wanted to get this thing off the ground forever. Like, forever. Mm-hmm. Which well, is incredible. The, the holdup was... Because he knows Tyson, or maybe just like they couldn't get the right people involved. Tyson is a very tough story to tell. You can, people will pay money to watch Tyson fight, Mm -hmm. and people will, you know, pay money to his one man showed it really, really well. And then I know I think it went to HBO and everything else. But Tyson has one of those histories where if you romanticize any part of it without telling the whole truth because there's so many things that are still unconfirmed or still debated or still awful. Yeah. That if you don't go hard on those and do justice to everything that he did, yeah, you're going to be seen as romanticizing a rapist, right? And that is a problem. And that's the problem that Mike Tyson has had, you know, for, for 20, for 20 years. And, uh, and then you get into everything with Robin Givens and how do you tell the Robin Givens part of it? Because Robin Givens was very much against any of this. Did you ever watch the, uh, the Tyson, the HBO yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. From like yeah. a few years ago? Yeah. Actually, it was yeah. more than that. It was like 10 years ago or yeah. something. Yeah, so, so it's, you have to be able to tell all of that stuff, and it's not an easy story to tell, especially when you come at it like Jamie Foxx, who's coming at it like as a huge Mike Tyson fan. Yeah. You have to tell everything, and it's a very difficult story for people to tell and for somebody else to commit to running it depending on what the content of it is going to be. I wonder if part of the reason why Tyson didn't co-sign the Hulu stuff is because... Maybe he knows that they are going to tell the Robin Givens stuff yeah, story. You have to. Right? But he doesn't know the treatment. But whose side do you tell, though? That's the problem. Yeah. Right? That's always going to be the problem. Is do you yeah. tell Mike's side or do you tell Robin's side? That's always going to be the problem. But uh, but this this is Jamie Foxx doing uh, doing Mike Tyson. Hi, I'm Mike Tyson. Welcome to Mike, Mike Tyson. Have we bought? <laughs> That's impersonation. Hi, I'm Mike Tyson. Welcome to Mike, Mike Tyson. Have we bought? That's the impersonation. Yeah. When Jamie Foxx was on, um, what show was it? In Living Color back in the yeah. day. He used oh, to do Tyson my all God. Time. All the time. Right, that's where he got famous for, yeah. for doing his Tyson impressions. Yeah. But I know that he wants to start. He had said how he wanted to start this. He did a whole monologue about it, how he wanted to start this movie, where he, was, he wanted to start this with Tyson as an old man training younger oh, wow. fighters and, is and the what, way telling a story that way yeah is the way Going that back? he yeah is the way that he wanted to to start this story he did a whole monologue about how he saw the movie even starting yeah um where that's what he wanted to do where tyson was like an older fighter in a gym training younger fighters well uh it is uh confirmed jamie fox will portray mike tyson and jamie fox mike tyson will executive produce this show or this movie alongside Martin Scorsese and Antoine Fuca, who is also going to direct this series. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty incredible. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. There's an anniversary to be celebrated today, Roz. Which is what? 17 years ago, today, mm-hmm. my guy Usher released his certified classic album, Confessions. Oh. And I just listened to this entire album Did you? last week. 
forgetting that this week why, is the anniversary. Why did you go back and decide to listen to an entire uh, Usher album instead of just sort of hitting a track? Like, what was the what was the motivation? To because listen the to entire, entire album? album is just full of bangers. Do you have entire albums? Yeah, you do, huh? Of course. Interesting. Yeah. I don't. I um that I remember when that album came out. I listened to it nonstop. Really? Huh? Uh, according to Billboard, it is the second best-selling album of the 2000s decade, right behind Eminem's Marshall Mathers album, selling wow. 11 million copies. And I'm gonna play for you like a montage of some of the songs from this album. Which, oh my God, this just takes me back. Seventeen years ago today, Usher released the Confessions album, nominated for eight Grammys. It won three, including Best R&B Album, Best R&B Performance by a duo or group for the song "My Boo" with Alicia Keys, Best Rap Sung Collaboration for this song, "Yeah" with Usher and Lil Jon. And both "Yeah" and "Burn" were 2004's top-selling singles placing it at number one and two on the Billboard year-end chart. There's nothing comparable to this today, huh? As that far style? As like, a, like that style, even. And like as far as a, as a, like a certified anthem, like no, but, you hear it. No, but even with just the, the five songs that you just played. Yeah. There's nothing comparable to that. Nobody's doing that. Not now. No. Right? Like maybe like, the closest you would get is like what? Like a Justin Timberlake maybe? He's not even doing that right, right? now. Right, but he's not doing that now. No. Uh, but 17 years ago, today, Usher released that Confessions album. That sound. Yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How are you, man? They did a uh, red carpet event for Demi Lovato's Dancing with the Devil, which um, premieres uh, today, noon Pacific, um, 3 Eastern. Yeah. On YouTube. If you are a YouTube premium subscriber, you I think you get all the episodes. Oh, I thought it was like a straight up like no 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 it's episode no no everything is everything's episodes everything's episodes gotcha 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 um this is uh, Demi on the red uh, virtual red carpet that they did last night. What I want people to take away from the documentary is that it's the the most important thing you can do for yourself is to live your truth and to never let anybody try to tell you that. I don't know. Don't let anyone try to control you or, let, or tell you who you are and don't conform. Hmm. And they got into more uh, from the the actual documentary Dancing with the Devil because the, the word came out that all the complications that she suffered after her overdose. And one of them was that she was legally blind. And this is uh, Demi Lovato talking about that. I was legally blind when I woke up and my little sister was at my bedside and I was so blind that I couldn't see who she was 
even though she was standing next to me. And I asked her, I was like, who, who are you? And she just started sobbing because she thought from then on I was not gonna be able to see. The first time you got sober, I think it was in response to the fact that your parents told you you couldn't see your sister Madison. And then to bring it full circle, you couldn't see your sister in a literal sense. I know that's not what they literally meant. I know they meant it metaphorically, but it's really ironic and in a weird way poetic that I, it ended up happening like that and me not actually seeing her. Yo, I'm yeah. like real interested Bro. in this documentary. Yeah. So how many episodes do we know? I Did don't know. How many episodes is it, Maury? They never said, eh? I think four, maybe. Four they're, yeah, they're never, they're never like long. Because what was the what was Bieber's? Bieber's was only around I don't four even, or five, maybe something, something like, like that, that. Yeah, but um, this is oh, man. These documentaries, they like really get into the stuff that you kind of hear about, yeah. but you don't hear them talking about it. Yeah, and well, being so open about it, right? You don't hear a lot of people who went through what Demi Lovato went through. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, it's four It's four episodes. Four so episodes. Uh, again, um, it's uh, Dancing with the Devil. It premieres today, uh, 3 o'clock Eastern and uh, 12 Pacific. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you get a chance to watch any of this Demi Lovato documentary yesterday? No. No. But uh, it is still trending number one on YouTube. 2.3 million views. Yeah. Did you watch any of it? No, I, I'm going to wait, I think. Um, Until this all is, the episodes are, are out? No, I, cause, no, because I have premium, so I think I can get them all now. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just not so. I don't know if I if I can be in the right headspace to just, like, watch this during the week. Yeah. Um, it, seems like it's a, it seems like it's a lot. Um, and from what I hear, it's very well done. But they released another clip, and this was Demi Lovato talking about a relapse she had during... A photo shoot. Oh, really? I had a photo shoot. And I remember being at the photo shoot and just thinking to myself, like, I don't even know why I'm sober anymore. Like, I am so miserable. Um, I'm not happy. I have all this stuff that I'm dealing with. I picked up a bottle of red wine that night, and it wasn't even 30 minutes before I called someone that I knew had drugs on them. I'm oh surprised God. I didn't OD that night. I ended up at a party. I just so happened to run into my old drug dealer from six years before. And that night I did drugs that I'd never done before. I'd never done meth before. I tried meth. I oh mixed it with Molly, with Coke, weed, alcohol, Oxycontin. And like that alone should have killed me. Oh my God. Right. Demi Lovato. Yeah. yeah, I've been reading a lot. I haven't, I haven't watched this yet, so I don't want to say too, too much about it. But I've been reading a lot of, uh, from people who know a lot about addiction where this kind of thing, doing this kind of documentary, telling your story. Yeah. This is part of, you know, recovery where, you know, even people in AA, you get up and you, you tell your story and you move forward. Uh, but it's also dangerous when it's this soon. Mm -hmm. Like it's not that long ago that they went through all this, especially because Demi Lovato says that I, I don't forget what they call it, Hollywood sober, which is you still smoke weed and drink every now and then. You're just sure. not doing meth and heroin anymore. But didn't anymore. she say last week or something that she still... She still smokes, yeah, she still smokes weed and she says that she still, she still, drinks, that she still right? drinks in moderation and yeah. the people around her, it terrifies them, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Right? Like, what do you, what do I don't you know, do? I don't know, man. Like, I haven't watched, like I said, I haven't watched a documentary yet, Yeah. but like all these clips that have been released from it, it just seems like yeah. There is so much that she's so telling. Much. So like, much. So, so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It's right? really, yeah. It's really. I didn't think that they were going to get 
Because you know sometimes in trailers that they release, they'll really amp it up. And then yes. they may tell some yes. of the story that is being promoted in the trailer, but they don't get right. into everything. But so far, everything that's been released has been shock after shock yeah. after shock. Yeah. And it's been a long time since we've heard a story like this. This mm-hmm. where a young sort of, especially female star, has been this open with addiction. And yeah. it was very complex. I mean, Drew Barrymore went through hell when she mm. was younger. You know, and then before that, geez, like you got But she didn't really start talking about it until she was an Exactly. Adult. Well, exactly. Yeah. Right? Demi Lovato like just went recent. through this. This is like a couple of years ago yes. that she went through, that she went through. Wow. She's still going through it, right? If we're honest, she's still going through yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm going to, I'll watch this on the weekend, but um, these clips are just, I mean, it's shocking and heartbreaking. Yeah. It's crazy. Dancing with the Devil, uh, Demi Lovato, it's out now. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Evan Peters is going to play Jeffrey Dahmer in the new Ryan Murphy show for Netflix. Who's Evan Peters? Evan in? Peters is the guy that was in. He's been in a lot of the Ryan Murphy stuff. Evan um, Peters. And from um, God, what was the? He was uh, what was the the first sort of Ryan the 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 killery murdery um, American uh, Horror Story. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I think he was the guy in season one who was like the boyfriend with the 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 issues. I think that was him. Oh, hold on a second. Dude, yeah, you he was in WandaVision, guy. man. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Right? Yes. <laughs> like, we legit just finished right. WandaVision he like three boner, weeks ago. Boner in WandaVision, right? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Okay. Yes. Oh, God. Do I have to be supportive? <laughs> WandaVision, okay, WandaVision has been off now for like how many weeks? For three weeks at, now. But at what point do I st- stop getting yelled at for not saying spoiler alert? I'm just saying. I don't know what people have going on with their lives. That I'm just assuming that everyone already watched WandaVision. Yes, thank you, as right? you as you should have. So he's uh, playing who? Jeffrey Dahmer? Jeffrey Dahmer. So, What's this new Ryan Murphy show? Okay, well, because Ryan Murphy, if you remember, he did um, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Yes. He did The Assassination of Gianni Versace. Yes. And now he's doing the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Oh, okay. Serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer, by the yeah. way. And then he was killed in prison I, years ago. Um, so this will, much like um, other stories that have been told about serial killers, this will sort of be told from the point of the victims and the detectives working the case, right? Okay. Because this went on from, I think like, I think like Jeffrey Dahmer was quote unquote active from like 78 to like 1990, maybe like was that there, long? Yeah, it was a no. really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really, it was a really long time. Oh wow. It was a really long time. So I don't know if you watched the, did you watch the Night Stalker documentary on Netflix? No. You don't, you don't watch those murdery things at all? Um, you're not into it's, it? It's on my list on Netflix. I haven't gotten yeah. into it yet. Yeah. I have to be in the right headspace. Yeah, because they really, they, they this was more, do- that was more documentary, but they focused on the investigation, right? Yeah. And it was just like. Is it gruesome? Um, yes. Very, okay. very, Maybe I'll stay away from very. It, but, but there's just things in there. There's like when you watch the Night Stalker documentary, there's things in there where you're like, oh my God, like that's what happened, right? Yeah. So I think that there was, there was like he maybe bit somebody right and then they they looked at the imprint that this person had and then they realized that he had like a problem with his tooth and they just so happened when they found the night stalkers card there was one business card in it and it just had a number for like a dentist in downtown los angeles and then they got a hold of that dentist they got got a hold of that dentist and then they this dentist said yeah he's got such a problem with his tooth that he's going to be in absolute agony so he's going to come back in here he'll be back in here don't even worry about it so for like weeks they sat a cop in the waiting room at this dentist's office but then lapd said 
said, we're not paying that anymore. That's out of our budget. So they installed a button in the dentist's office where if, if, if the Night Stalker came back in, no. he, could, he could hit the button, right? And then so they tell the detective that you, you can't sit here anymore. We can't pay a guy to sit in a dentist waiting room all day long. So they install this button. Here's a button. Night Stalker comes back in. Dennis starts hitting the button. Wouldn't you know it? The button doesn't work. And no! this was this was the day after they took the cop out of the waiting room. Oh, right. You so jabronis. it's exactly it's like it's like jabroni <sighs> policing all over the place. Right. Also. Um, you should have said spoiler right. right. Now I know. Oh my god. <laughs> read a book. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So when does that new Taylor Swift come out? Like tonight into tomorrow. Okay. How does this always get screwed up? Because what do you mean? well, because this whole thing when people keep saying tonight at midnight or tomorrow at midnight. Yeah. This is now twice she screwed this up, or has been, if everything's been completely confusing. The way it's been laid out. Yeah. So when she, this was yesterday, right? Yeah. And she said, what? She said, uh, Thursday at midnight. Thursday at midnight. Which to me is, means the new day starts at midnight. Correct. Right? Yes. So Wednesday night into Thursday, which means that's Thursday at midnight. At midnight is when we get so it. So we should have already had it according she to her. She actually said, so it was yesterday she tweeted, she said tomorrow at midnight were her words. She didn't say Thursday midnight. She said yeah. tomorrow yeah, at midnight. Yeah, which would have been, which would have already passed. Which would have been Exactly, today. yeah. Yes. So yeah. She, yeah, she said tomorrow. So you agree with us? Oh, yeah. Until yes. I got the press release that they wrote Friday at midnight. Right. So Which she, means Saturday. No, it doesn't. It means tonight no, into tomorrow. It means tonight into tomorrow. If they say Friday at midnight? Yes. Friday starts at midnight. Friday, okay, sure. Right? Why can't this, the whole thing with Midnight and these album releases, mm -hmm. I swear to God, it's driving me nuts because Why? everybody screws it up. It's so confusing. Say 1 a.m. Or 11.59. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like one, just the, the whole idea of tomorrow at midnight, Thursday at midnight, they're so knows. they're confused it's as easy. to the day switches over. Thank you. You know. Yeah, I know. You know. They don't. They have no idea what that means when you say tomorrow at midnight. It doesn't mean tomorrow's midnight. Or, it, sorry. Anyway, now I'm confused. It You're does, confusing yourself. Bro. I know I'm confusing myself. It, me, it means midnight is the day, like Friday midnight is the, the first hour of the day, Correct. not the last hour of what the if day. She said, Correct. Thank what if you. she said Friday after midnight? Well, then that would be like... Still, twelve oh one. Like it would have already happened. Yeah. But no. But then it's there's no question. I know when. when here's no, there the, is the, because after midnight could yes. be one o'clock in the afternoon. And, and don't get me wrong. <laughs> I I, under, I understand. If I said to you, how long were you up on Friday? Yeah. And you'd be like, oh my god, I was up till like two o'clock in the morning. Right? Yeah. You wouldn't say, actually, I went to bed on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. You wouldn't, right? Like, I get it. The I way know. the way we live lives, sure. right? You you go out for the evening at, you know, you meet at 11. Last call is, you know, 2. You grab but a then burrito. But when does it become Saturday? Well, it already is Saturday, but people don't. At midnight, don't, it became Saturday. Exactly. No, but when in your mind, like, when, is 5 a.m. No, now Saturday? For me, it's when I wake up, right? Yeah, it's, a it's, lot of people. Exactly. Like, when I go to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Friday... I'd, I would never say I went to bed Saturday at 2 a.m. Yeah, no, exactly. Right? That's dumb. Because then you would think it's Saturday into Sunday. Thank you. 2 a.m. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so but very confusing. But if you confusing. work overnight, then I guess it's like I, I, I got home on Friday. Like if you started work Thursday night and you came home and you finished it 3 o'clock in the morning on Friday, would you say I worked 
all night, or would you say I got home Friday? First of all, Maury, as if you would ever work shift work. <laughs> you wouldn't last. <laughs> you wouldn't last. <laughs> you so wait, so what last. are we? So we're actually I getting don't know. tomorrow the single. Oh no, the press release says Friday. So tonight morning. in okay, so by tomorrow okay. by tomorrow you, at then. this time, we'll Thank have the you. new Taylor Swift okay. song. Okay. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Boom, here we go. Say what? <laughs> what? Let's do the news. Oh, yeah, right. News time. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> we do this every podcast, God, do bro. Do you know how, like, uh, I don't mind if anybody reminds me of anything because I forget a lot of things. Yeah. But I take it such, like, I, it hurts me so much when Maury is the one that reminds I me know. of something. I know. Like, like, how badly have I forgotten that Maury <laughs> is now the one yeah. re- re- reminding me? And in this me. room, out of all of us, oh. Maury is probably the most forgetful oh. out of everybody. It makes me sick to my stomach. Anyway. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. Let's do the news! You didn't ask me if I'm ready. It's like you forgot how to do it. What? You're supposed to ask me if I'm ready. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. For God's sake. <laughs> Yo, Maury got you shook today, I huh? I know. Maury, <laughs> can try you again? please just turn your back for one second, more. Just turn your back for one second. Don't show it to me. Don't present yourself. I just said, just turn your back for a second. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Yes, baby. Well, here we are. Justice is here. The new album from Justin Bieber. I listened to the whole thing. What do you want to know? Um, I'm Everything? hearing, I'm hearing because the the last record, and especially when it when it when it went into the Grammys, the one thing that was that Bieber was really pushing against being a pop star, and he wanted to make it clear that what he did the last time around was an R and B album, and he seemed to be rejecting the idea of being a pop act. And what I'm hearing now is that this is 100% a pop record. Is that accurate? Let me tell you. And Shem is here because he's listened to the album too. Yeah. This is not the album I was expecting. Right. Justice is 46 minutes long. There's 16 tracks listed. 15 of them are songs. One is a Martin Luther King Interlude, like a speech, a famous right, speech of his. Right. Uh, Chance rappers on there, as we know. The Kid Leroy, Daniel Caesar, Canadian Daniel Caesar, Giveon's on there, Burn a Boy, are all featured on the album. So is it a pop record? It is a straight up pop record. Okay. 100%. Okay. Like, I was expect. Let me tell. Okay, hold on. Let me just play for you. This is how the album starts, okay? The first song on it is called Too Much. Here's how it starts. Maybe I stare too much. Maybe not long enough Funny how I forget to blink When you let down your hair Dancing like no one's there I know I'm where I'm supposed to be Say I love you under my breath More times than you can digest So the first song on the Justice album from Justin Bieber It's called Too Much, right? And it's this for like two and a half minutes So if you remember when Bieber announced the album He said in a time when there's so much wrong with this broken planet, mm-hmm. we all crave healing and justice for humanity. In creating this album, my out al- my goal is to make music that will provide comfort, make songs that people can relate to and connect to so that they feel less alone. So I'm thinking about that as I'm listening to this, being like, okay, the whole album is going to be this. Mm-hmm. 
It's gonna be down tempo. It's gonna be very melodic. It's not gonna be too much of a pop album. Mm. And then you start continuing throughout the album. And it starts to pick up. But even with this, it's kind of like mid-tempo, right? Mm -hmm. So I figure like, okay, maybe it'll be more along this. And then you get to track three, which features Khalid. This song is called As I Am. By myself sometimes to give my mind some space. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know that it hurts when I push your love away. I hate myself. When I tell you lies, so your heart won't break. So again, you're like listening to the album so far, three songs in, and you're kind of like on a same kind of level of of sound. Mm -hmm. Like nothing's picking up. And then Khalid kick Khalid's verse kicks in. It starts to pick up, dude. Mm. I like this. Sham, what are your thoughts? Okay, so when he announced this album, it sort of came across as if we were going to get a sort of social justice talking about, you know, everything happening in the world, that kind of deal. That That's a vibe that I got initially when he talked about this album. Mm -hmm. Well, this album is not that at all. Outside of the Martin Luther King uh, speech at the top of the record and then going into one of the records, Die For You, yeah. this album is not that at all. Uh, in terms of its lyrical content, there is no, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with justice and social issues and things of that nature, which I'm fine with, by the way. I, yeah. I, I'm not, that, that's not a complaint. I just think initially when I thought about this album, I really thought it was going to be something along those lines and it has nothing to do with that you mentioned the martin luther king interlude it then goes in, uh, w which he talks about you know if you want to die for a social cause um you know if you if things are important to you you'll die for it then he goes into a record called die for you that has nothing to do with yeah. anything like that yeah listen to this all. this one has like a very 80s vibe to it But we have now, we have pop Justin Bieber back. Yeah. I'll tell you, what I got from it, that, that initial statement, to be honest with you, Sham, I didn't put that much thought into it, uh, whether it was going to be reflective of issues. What I'm getting is that instead of being a reflection of issues, the place that he wants this to live in the sense that people are hurting and mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. It's it's not a reflective album. What this is is providing the thing that people gravitate to towards those times, which is pop music. Yeah, love when yeah, people When people are hurt, when you're going through stuff, we historically turn towards this. And instead of, instead of being a mirror, I think what he is is, he, is he's being the the sort of uh, the, the comfort yes. yeah right uh, if there's one thing that I took from this album from the new Justice album from Bieber is that it's very it's very motivational it's very yes. encouraging his words are very encouraging yeah that boy in love too yeah <laughs> he's yeah. in love he really really is dude <laughs> 
This is uh, track 10 on the album called Somebody. And he also dropped the music video for the new song, Peaches, with Daniel Caesar. Big up Daniel Caesar and Giveon. It's very whispery on this, huh? A little bit, yeah. And the uh, already that video is at, like creeping up to 2 million views. He should move the studio to the basement. Sounds like Haley was <laughs> asleep in the bed and he's singing in the closet. It's like, babe, you know I got a bro, deadline on the album. Bro, run some cable. I gotta, I gotta do, your, do your vocals downstairs. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So apparently Kanye West is not worth $6.6 billion as reported yesterday. Oh, no. So it was reported yesterday that Kanye West, the headline was that he was the uh, most wealthy black man in America. This mm-hmm. was according to Bloomberg. They had him pegged at $6.6 billion. I saw this story and I immediately thought that this was Kris Jenner's work, meaning Kris Jenner in the middle of everything that's going on with Kim and Kanye yeah. and whether they, I mean, I'm, I know they had prenups, but prenups can always be fought in court. This to me sounded like classic Kris Jenner where you put it out there that Kanye is worth $6.6 billion, And Kanye at that point has two choices. He can deny it and look like a chump. Yeah. Right? Because he's going to have to pay more. No, but who's going to deny having $6.6 billion? Kanye's never going to come out and say that's not true. Right? So it's not true. So, but it's not true. Okay. Um, but he has that big deal with Gap and everything, Yeah, right? so so that figure yesterday, according to Forbes, was based on future earnings, oh. was based on potentials of the Yeezy brand because the Gap deals and a lot of his other deals haven't sold one shirt yet, but these are projected valuations. Oh. And how far off were they? Hmm. Ford estimates that Kanye's net worth is $1.5 billion. Oh, poor guy. Right. Is so. he going to start a GoFundMe? Yeah, I know. Could you imagine? <laughs> Guys, I'm broke. I know. I need help. I know. It's your boy Yeezy. I know. That's a that's a that's a big that's a big drop though. Holy moly. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, a new report claims that Maddox Jolie Pitt has provided testimony against his father, Brad Pitt, in the ongoing custody battle with Angelina. Us uh, Weekly reported that uh, yesterday, Maddox has already given testimony in an, um, as an adult in the ongoing custody dispute, and it was not very flattering towards Brad, apparently. Um, he doesn't use Pitt as his last name on documents that aren't actually legal documents, and he wants to legally change his name to just solely Jolie, which apparently Angelina does not support um the two of them uh, have been going through this since 2016 when they broke up wow. right with the with the divorce and custody uh hearings and if you remember right after angelina filed for divorce that it was reported that brad was under investigation for alleged child abuse regarding an incident that happened between brad and maddox on a private jet there was a formal investigation that was launched at the time uh and it ended with brad being cleared of any criminal wrongdoing but his three adult children it's what is what it's looking like when they're adults when they're over a certain age they don't need parental consent to test the three mm. younger ones do, yeah. but the three older ones don't. And so out of the gate, um, Maddox was there to testify uh, against Brad. This, of course, was because Angelina Jolie said earlier in the week that she was going to provide the court with definitive proof that um, Brad was abusive. Wow. So that's what uh, that's what they're dealing with now. And she wants full custody. He wants joint custody. So Damn. finally, after 2016, they are in court. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. 
Uh, the finalists for the Video Game Hall of Fame 2021 inductees are in. Oh, Now, I'll give you the list. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, from this list, they will choose three. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, the list goes like this. Animal Crossing. Wow. Already, Already, huh? I know. Uh, Call of Duty. Uh-huh. Oh, that's Far- not in the Hall of Fame yet, eh? All right. Farmville. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, FIFA, International uh-huh. Soccer. Yep. Guitar Hero. Wow. Microsoft Flight Simulator from back in the day. Okay. Oh, I crushed that. Uh, pole Position. What? Pole Position? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Portal. StarCraft. Tron. And where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Okay. So Call of Duty, I would say yes. Yes. Farmville, I would actually say yes. And give me, uh, what was in and around Farmville again? Uh, this is another one you Animal mentioned Crossing, there. Farmville, FIFA Soccer, Guitar Hero, uh, oh, Microsoft, you know what? Microsoft Flight Simulator Pole Position. I'm going to say FIFA. So you're going to say, you're saying no FIFA. Yeah. And what else? And Call of Duty. Yes. And, and Farmville. And Farmville. More, you say what? Farmville. Yeah. Uh, the Flight Simulator. Yeah. And the Call of Duty. And Call of Duty. So you say Farmville, Flight Simulator, and Call of Duty. What do you say? Guitar Hero. Yeah. Fl- pole Position. Yeah. And Call of Duty. Okay. Yeah. So You're we all agree, though, not to Call say of Farmville. Duty. What's that? You're crazy not to say Farmville. I don't think Farmville yet, though. I think Pole Position. What it's a travesty to me. Yet. They, okay. It's been I, around forever. I know, I know, but it's a travesty that you would induct Farmville before Pole Position. I think Farmville had more of a of a cultural impact than Pole Position. You That's are 100% what I was trying insane. to say. You are insane. Pole, pole Position was the only game. No, but Farmville, more people played it. It's not about... Oh, you're acting it's, like you invented the game. I, I know, right? Listen, Please. I know. Well, I, know. I invested in it. Okay. No, not you. I'm talking about it's, him. Okay. Pole Position. Okay. The Hall of Fame will choose the class based on iconic status, uh-huh. longevity, global reach, and influence on entertainment and pop culture. They might as well yeah. have just said Farmville. Farmville. No. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying Farmville is not going to. What I'm saying is that any Hall of Fame that includes Farmville before pole position um, deserves to be burnt to the ground. This is one of those not things that gonna... I think that somebody should burn the video game Hall of Fame to the ground. This is one of the things that uh, Gen Z and millennials are going to argue over TikTok in the weekend. Uh, I don't even think Gen Z cares about this. Or sorry, this or is, maybe, this maybe is millennials millennial and Gen Xers. And Gen Xers, yeah. yeah, yeah All my millennials. Because I know there. if I ask Catherine, she would say, "Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego?" Where True. my reaction well, to that is, I didn't even know that was a game. No, but the TV show of that was big. The game, not so much. The game was no, huge. The game was huge. The dude. TV show was bigger. No, more no it way. wasn't. What came first, the TV show or the game? I don't know, but I'm just telling you. Yeah, you, the game was t- way talk bigger. Talk to any millennials like Mocha, and yeah. they will tell you way bigger. that the game That's why I'm was saying way Farmville. bigger. Anyway, we're talking too much about this. Okay. Are we really, though? <laughs> Are we really, though? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. A uh, woman was arrested breaking into uh, Pete Davidson's house. This is the woman that said that she was married to him. Um, she, what? Yeah, so she had re- released a press release a while ago saying that they got married and started a production company together. And then really? Pete Davidson's people had to release a press release saying that she has, he has no idea who this woman is. So I guess she went to his place in Staten Island. Rang what, the, like rang honey, the, I'm home? Rang the bell. The mom was home. She told her to go away. And then the woman walked around the back and went in the kitchen. And then she had to call the cops on this woman. Like, I'm just here to make dinner for my husband. Yeah. From this, husband. Yeah, from a home for my husband. What are you doing in my kitchen, lady? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What is going on in Miami? Oh, apparently it's a big party, huh? Whoa. Whoa. So, 
Miami Beach police chief said that crowds have been so out of control, saying that businesses have sustained damages. They've expended, extended the 8 p.m. curfew after hundreds of partygoers turned violent in recent days, brawling in the streets, throwing restaurant tables and chairs at each other. Oh, come on. SWAT teams moved in to disperse the crowd over the weekend when they smacked down the 8 p.m. curfew. So far, a thousand arrests have been made. Wow. A thousand. All because y'all want to party on spring break. City manager said that uh, more than half of those arrested are people from out of state. And they added that there's many who are actually going there just for the sole purpose of engaging in lawlessness and an anything goes party attitude. Yeah. Right. And I know people are blaming the politicians because they've just, you know, refused to do any sort of COVID related lockdowns or whatever else in Miami. But at what point do the individuals take the responsibility for their own actions? Like, well, not what, going to. like when I'm looking at people like just sitting there fighting with no masks on and partying like yeah. COVID doesn't exist. Like that's not the politician's fault at that point. It's been a year and it's spring break. It's crazy. It yeah. looked normal. I know. Like when you watch these videos, I mean, except for like the, the fighting. I saw one fight where it was like 30 people, but it was just all women. Yeah. It was crazy. I know. It's, How does that happen? It's too wild. It's How too does wild. that happen? Right. Uh, anyway, a thousand arrests uh, in Miami. You know they're still going to be out there in the streets, right? Oh my god, I know. Could you imagine living there? No. Right? Do just doing your best. Like, yeah. Oh my god. I'd be so and then mad. everybody shows up. I'd be everybody so drives mad. it. You know, it's taking people three over three hours to even get into Miami Beach. Really? Because of the traffic? Because they're shutting down all the like the, all the highways and, stuff, and all the right? highways. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's taking people three hours, and they're still flooding in. Like everybody's heading. How are they there. getting there now? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like by boat now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like that's never happened before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, David Dobrik. Do you know who this guy is? I do. So David Dobrik Big on um, is a YouTube star. He, they, they call him Gen Z's Jimmy Fallon mm-hmm. is what he's been called before. Um, since 2014, he's amassed 18 million subscribers. But an investigation published this week detailing sexual assault allegations against a former Vlog, vlog Squad member. So that was his crew, That's the his Vlog crew, Squad. Yeah. Right? They all live in the same house. Uh, including uh, by a woman who spoke about one member of David Dobrik's crew who sexually assaulted her. Um, and I watched the video. I had no idea who really who this guy was. And then I watched the video of his house when he did his house tour. And this yeah. guy's house is like $60 million. Yeah. Like it's incredible. Uh, Hello Fresh has dropped him. General Mills has dropped him. Esports wow. has dropped him. DoorDash has dropped him. Dollar Shave Club has dropped him. Audible has dropped him. Um, earlier yesterday, Spark Capital, which is a venture capital company, um, announced that they were dropping off Dispo's board and severing ties with the company and David Dobrik. And then David Dobrik said that he was stepping down. Dispo at this point is a company that David founded, which is worth $100 million. Wow. Co-founded. So do you know what Dispo is? No. So Dispo is um, disposable cameras. Uh Uh-huh. But only they're digital. Oh. And you can bring them with you to parties, but they act sort of like what disposable cameras used to act like, which is you take a bunch of pictures, mm-hmm. you can't redo them, and you can't see them. Oh, and okay. then 9 a.m. the next morning is when the pictures are available on the camera. Oh, wow. Right? That's actually so, pretty genius. So, so, it's a, so, it's a, so it's a great idea. So that was his big that was his big idea. So David Dobrik has now stepped down, and their, their venture capital company has now um, walked off the, the board. So I've never seen out of all these YouTubers where where they've sort of fallen, 
I've never seen something happen this fast before. Yeah. It's incredible. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Steve Harvey on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Steve Harvey, of course, the stepfather of Lori Harvey. Mm-hmm. Is that the deal? Uh, Lori Harvey, of course, uh, dating Michael B. Jordan. My guy. Right? Yeah, Mr. Creed himself. So how does that go over? So your youngest daughter's dating Michael B. Jordan. Um, isn't he the greatest? He's just the greatest guy, isn't he? You know what? <laughs> I have tried <laughs> not to like him. <laughs> I have tried to find something wrong with him that I could dig in and go. Because I done got rid of all of them. All of them. Some of them that snuck in the back door on me and lasted a lot longer than I wanted it to. But this guy is such a good guy, man. He is one of the nicest guys, man. I met his father. You know, I've set up with him. We've talked for hours. I just can't find nothing wrong with him. I'm hoping to... You know, between me and you, well, this ain't nothing between me and you. Hell, we on TV. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping this lasts, you know, because this, this is a really, really good guy, man. And, uh, and I, I, you know, I can't whoop him, so it's yeah. <laughs> most, most guys, I say, I can jump on him and take him out, but he just looks like a real ass whooping in the making, so just Steve Harvey's the best sometimes, yeah, it's huh? true. Yo, I watched He's one so of... He's so good um, at what he does. The man. other night, I watched one of the uh, a Michael B. Jordan, like, workout video. Yeah. What are you doing that for? I'm trying to better my life. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were like watching it in order to like learn no. something or and you just it... sit there and watch Michael B. Jordan no, lift weights. No, no. Okay. You got to be specific, I'm man. I'm not like a Michael B. stand because like you, that. Because you're always saying how you have no time to do stuff. And then no, every now and then you say something where I'm like, no wonder you don't have time to do things no, because no, no, no. You're, you're watching Michael B. Jordan no, do pop- squats. It popped up on YouTube. <laughs> no, they were arm curls. Okay. Yeah. Whatever it was. <laughs> just, okay. I don't know what you do with your time and that's fine if you want to do that. I got no problem with that. But you Use it for educational purposes, yeah, right? For okay. Sure, so, for what sure. did you learn? Oh no, just like one of his his workout routine, one right. of his sets right. that he does, and right. I tried it. Right? How's he look good in shorts? Look all right. He does a lot of yeah, squats. Does a lot of squats, yeah. right? <laughs> Not that I'm paying no, attention. I'm with you. I'm with you. Michael B. Jordan is a very <laughs> difficult guy to dislike. Yeah. Very difficult guy to dislike. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Silicon Valley star Thomas Middleditch is the latest Hollywood star to be publicly accused of sexual misconduct. This was Richard, right? Yeah, Richard Hendricks. Uh, The allegations were detailed in a recent L.A. Times report in which two women claimed to have witnessed and experienced the misconduct at Cloak and Dagger, which is a now-closed goth club in Los Angeles. Uh, A woman named Hannah Harding told the publication that... Thomas Middleditch approached her and her girlfriend at the club in 2019 and made lewd sexual overtures towards them. They blew him off. However, he refused and then groped her. Uh, The alleged misconduct was was witnessed by multiple people at the club, club employees, including the club's manager. Now, the LA Times obtained a DM from Middleditch sent to Hannah Harding after the alleged harassment. He wrote her this, Hannah, I had no idea my actions were all that weird for you. I know you probably want to just put me on blast as a monster. He goes on to say, I don't expect you to want to be my friend or anything. I'm so ashamed that I made you uncomfortable. Uh, he that he has not responded publicly to any of these allegations yet, mm. um, but uh, they did verify that this was a DM sent from uh, him to the accuser, Hannah Harding. Wow. 
Crazy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Claudia Conway on American Idol last night. So the first clip you have there, Mocha, is uh, Claudia singing. And the reaction to Claudia when this show is on, if you follow along on social, uh, is not good. At all. It's it's not good at all. And it's not that she, I mean, she's not the greatest singer, but every time she gets pushed forward or shown, um, people go in on her because they feel that the only reason that they're keeping her around is because of her celebrity. So this is a little bit of Claudia singing. How do you fall in love faster than a hairpin trigger? Don't you say it, don't you say it. I mean, she's not bad. Don't say it, Her don't earlier performances, she sounded a little bit better. One breath, it'll just break it. So shut your mouth and run me like yeah, the river. Right? Shut your mouth, baby, stand She's fine. Deliver. Like, she's fine. It's not going to win. Well, I mean this part here. So it's like a river, like a river. It's okay. Uh, but she is going to the, she is in fact going to the next round. This is a little bit of Cla- Claudia on her performance. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I've never performed on a stage that big. Um, that was crazy. Congratulations. You're all in the next round. Woo! And then the hate ensued. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Johnny Depp's $19 million Hollywood Hills mansion suffered a second intruder in just two months. According to reports, police, police were sent to Johnny's house where the suspect, a homeless man, broke in, showered in one of his 10 bathrooms, and then made himself a drink at the bar. That seems pretty harmless. I mean, broke into the guy's <laughs> house, but it's not like the, you know, it was like ransacked. Like the guy took a shower and had a drink. Uh, Johnny Depp was not home at the time of the break-in uh, when a member of his staff called authorities before the man was eventually arrested and charged with fel- felony vandalism. Uh, in January, a woman broke into the same house but escaped when the home security system was activated. So that's mm. two times since January. She showered too? No, it didn't, got- say, it didn't say oh. she showered. Maybe he's got like a real nice shower or something. I was going to say, maybe it's like a spa. Yeah, maybe it's known. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like something that they all know. Yeah. Right? Like Depp's spawn drinks. <laughs> yeah, like back window. You know what I mean? <laughs> right behind the thing. It's never locked, man. Bathroom is first door on the left. Just yeah. go into your thing. He's got 10 bathrooms in this place <laughs> they will never know but uh yeah so uh he took a shower and made himself a drink sounds like a decent night right yeah. this, do we know what kind of a drink doesn't say he stole anything no no but didn't johnny depp say that he spent sixty thousand dollars a month on red wine wasn't that part oh, of the deposition something boy. like that that he was spending like upwards of grand upwards of I, th- I don't think i'm i don't think i'm wrong about that i think it was close to i think it was close Yo. to that's a, forty like a, or fifty yeah, or sixty grand on on wine is what they said. For him, that could be like two bottles. No, no, no. Yeah, no. True, but it was an excessive amount of wine. You get a Chateau Lafoot, and that's upwards of twenty grand. And a you sh- can really taste the foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that's so funny to me. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Vin Diesel's son is joining Fast and Furious franchise as a younger Dom. Oh, yeah? Yeah. TMZ is reporting that uh, 
Uh, Lil Vin will be playing the role of a younger Dom, um, and he filmed his scenes way back in late 2019. It's unclear how much screen time he'll get, uh, but he did have a contract and a daily rate of $1,005, which is not bad for a 10-year-old. Oh, he's a kid kid. Oh, he's a kid kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I guess they're going to do some sort of flashback. Yeah. And then they'll cut to young Dom, who's 10, or I guess he was 10 at the time. And they'll just dub over the voice. So a 10-year-old will have that big Vin Diesel voice, yeah. right? Because <laughs> Vin Diesel's had that voice since he was 10. Yeah. What up, I'm Vin? <laughs> Dom. I like your car. Uh, yeah. So uh, that will be a part of, I guess, is it Fast 9? Is that where we are right now? Fast 9 was supposed to come out. Or is this like for a new, new one? No, no, like no. Fast I think 10. That, no, I think that this is for Fast 9. Oh, for Fast 9. Yeah, oh, okay. I think that that's what it is. How old were you when you first made $1,000 for one day's work? Because <laughs> Vin Diesel's kid was 10. Yeah, no, you're making me feel real bad now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, have you ever? Have I ever? I don't even know. I don't think so. I'm going to get depressed now. Uh, Fast and Furious 9 will be released on January 25th. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, CBS has extended the hiatus of the talk yet again. It was supposed to be two days and they were supposed to come back this week. And uh, now it's on hold until next week. I've never seen something handled so poorly as the CBS has handled this with a talk. This yeah. is after Sharon and Cheryl went at it on the show for Sharon coming out to support uh, Pierce Morgan after all that went down, which seems like now a month ago that all of that went down. Oh, was that two weeks? Yeah. I don't know how you recover from this. I don't think Sharon Osbourne's coming back. They should have no, just like, not. they should have just, they should have, they shouldn't have missed the day. They should have went on the, the, the next day. Yeah. Without and, Sharon. But just with Sharon. They should have just went on and just let them do their thing. No. Right? It would have been over by now. Or, well, or or one way or another, whether Sharon was still there or not, but this whole thing of dragging this on is a disaster. They're scared of the backlash if they have her on the air anymore. That's what you do, though. That's no, the show. That's the sh- how the show was designed, right? That's the show. I mean, other, for some other, reason. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kylie Jenner took a lot of heat over the weekend, rightfully so. So the deal was that Kylie Jenner's former makeup artist um, was in a really terrible car accident and was thrown from the vehicle and required um, surgery, a lot of surgery, and that the medical bills were racking up. And the family had set up a GoFundMe to help with the expenses for the medical bills. And Kylie posted on social media she said my god watch over you may god watch over you and protect you everyone take a moment to say a prayer for sam who got into an accident this past weekend and swipe up to visit his family's gofundme so originally the family set up a gofundme to help with the medical bills and kylie was getting killed because we know kylie's worth a billion dollars yeah and she donated five grand oh And then, and then asked her fans to swipe up and donate. So I don't think it was the Fed. Like she's getting killed on two fronts. One, because the Kardashians have always said, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors and how much good we do and how much we donate. They don't. Yeah. Um, And then it turns out that she donated five grand and then asked her fans to pony up the rest, which is such a bad look. Let me read you some tweets, some reaction tweets after this. 
So Kylie Jenner, who apparently earns over $450,000 a day yeah. and is a billionaire, shares a GoFundMe of her friend who got into the car accident for us poor people to donate to. Another one reads, Kylie out here asking y'all for that stimulus check. Lord have mercy. Another one reads, Kylie Jenner really asked us for money like we made the Forbes list. Right. Yeah, she got killed for One this. more. Kylie Jenner bought her toddler a $15,000 handbag, but is asking her fans for money? Yeah. That's wild. It's not a good look. Not at all. And I understand maybe your heart's in the right place. You want to help out your friend and everything else. Draw some attention, but that's just not a good look. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Buckingham Palace is undergoing a diversity review in the wake of the Harry and Meghan interview. Mm. The goal notes, uh, this is reported from the Daily Mail, to improve diversity at Buckingham Palace, uh, Clarence House, and Kensington Palace with royal aides taking a listen and learn approach by speaking to a range of businesses and individuals about how the monarchy can improve representation. But this is the weirdest thing to me because they're a family. That would yeah. be like me hiring somebody to do a diversity check. With you, Catherine, and Roxy? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the quickest meeting ever. Yeah. Everybody in here white? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Check. Right? You know what I mean? It's the weirdest thing to me. It's a family. It's not like, I understand that you have other employees and everything else. And right. of course you want to, if you are a business and whether you are a nonprofit or anything else like that, like a lot of that palace is, right? If you are operating a business, you need to be representative and you need to be a reflection of the country that you head but a lot of that is like the family yeah <laughs> right like does that not seem ridiculous to me this seems like the most pandering of all pandering things that anybody can do in the wake of being called racist they is to have should. a white family say we're gonna bring in a person to do a diversity audit on us yeah. <laughs> to discover what all the check marks are going to be beside the box that read white, <laughs> right? Like, what are they? What are they going to? What are they trying to discover here? That we that we or they don't already know. It's got to be for the organization, right? It has to be. Yeah. It, and if that's the case, then I'm all for it. Yeah. But if this is just a pandering of we're no, going to bring for... these people in and do the thing, you're all no, white. It's for the organization. It's a, your family's white. Yeah. Right? They should watch the episode of The Office labeled Diversity Day and just not. <laughs> it's such a great episode. Not, don't, don't do any of that stuff. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Mama June revealed that she spent almost a million dollars in her final year as an addict. What? Listen to this interview. As you can see, everything has gone off my hands. I, you know, I used to have diamonds on every finger. I used to have Pandora bracelets on my hand. I would get up every morning and end up at a pawn shop or even what they call a line of credit from the dope man, hoping that one dope man would cover something else. But then that gets old. Then you got to owe them. You're always in owing somebody. And, you know, bank accounts overdrawn, tens of thousands of dollars. Um, house being sold, um, and just spending, like I said, massive amounts of money. I would say the last year of our addiction, probably a good of $900,000. And that's so much money was sent to our dope man. When I started looking at my cash out to one dealer, because we had two, one dealer was close to almost $80,000. Oh, my God. So Mama she's June. sober now. 
she claims she's sober now and yeah. um, that she, her new sort of addiction is to helping others in recovery is uh, sort of where Mama June is right now. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kylie Jenner has broken her silence on the GoFundMe controversy. Mm. So what happened was that um, a makeup artist named Samuel Rauda, his family started a GoFundMe because he needed brain surgery after a car accident that resulted in internal um, bleeding. And Kylie wound up posting a link to the GoFundMe. She said that she donated mm-hmm. five grand and then posted a link to the GoFundMe and asked fans to help raise the money so he could get a surgery. And then everybody went in on Kylie because they were like, you make literally, a, you're worth a billion dollars. Yeah, You make hundreds of thousands of dollars every single day of your life. What are you doing asking your poor fans to donate to help your makeup artist get a surgery done? I saw somebody post yesterday or two days ago when this the whole thing was going yeah. going over it said kylie jenner donating that five grand based on earning a billion dollars yes. is the equivalent of somebody who makes a hundred grand donating like six dollars and 64 cents that i i hate that? that i know but i hate that logic but five grand is still five grand it's yeah. not six dollars no, right know, i know like five grand is still five grand so she says this now she's like distancing herself from the oh, guy no. Like, what? Like, I didn't know the guy? No. So this is what she says. Sam isn't my makeup artist, and unfortunately, we don't have a personal relationship relationship anymore. But I have worked with him a few years ago, and I think he's the sweetest. I saw my makeup artist and friend, and she told me about Sam's accident and his family's GoFundMe, and I called her immediately to see what happened. After learning in more detail about the accident, it compelled me to go and visit his GoFundMe page, which was set to $10,000. They had already raised six, so I donated five for them to reach their goal and thought I'd post it on my stories to gain more awareness if anybody felt compelled to share or donate. I don't know how all this got so twisted, but his family has reached out through my friend and they were very appreciative of all the donations, prayers and loves that were sent towards Sam. So she's saying the goal was 10. They had six. She kicked them up and put them over the top. So Mm -hmm. that's what she's saying. I did more than sort of what was asked of me as an acquaintance. And then I thought, hey, anything else might be good for him and good for the family. So I'll post it on my thing and everything else. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know. If somebody's asking for 10 and you're a billionaire, do you throw 25 down or do you just get them to their 10? I mean, she did help them get to the goal. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I don't know. They weren't, they weren't yeah. that close. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you but do. But at that point, I don't listen, know what you do with that. At that point, like, if you get them to the goal, yeah. right? Yeah. And let's say you even go a little bit above, sure. which she did. Sure. Right? Yes. She got them to the goal. Absolutely. Then don't post to your millions of followers right. the GoFundMe link. Right. Like, you already helped them achieve that goal. Whatever happens yes. within his, you know, circle of friends or celebrity friends who then decide to, to post, yes. then that's fine. Okay. Understood. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Meghan Markle, 
Her reps have now, Harry and Meghan's reps, have now commented on the supposed secret wedding that went down three days before the big giant wedding that we all watched on television May 19th all those years ago. So during the Oprah interview, you remember they were in the chicken coop. Yeah. And Meghan dropped the bomb to Oprah that they actually, they didn't want their formal ceremony to be in front of the world. So they had a private ceremony days before. This is that conversation. Three days before our wedding, we got married. Ah. No one knows that, but we called the archbishop and we just said, look, this thing, this spectacle is for the world, but we want our union between us. So like the vows that we have framed in our room are just the two of us in our backyard with the Archbishop of Canterbury. And, oh. and that was the piece that... Just the three of us. Just the, just the three of us. Just the three of us. Also, Harry looked shocked that Megan said that, by the yeah. way, if you go back and watch that. That was supposed uh, to be between us. So people got a hold of the wedding certificate. The wedding certificate is dated May 19th, right? Yeah. Like that's, the one that that's the world fine. Saw. The one the world saw. But okay, so even let's just say, let's just say that they post-dated it so they could cover their tracks. Sure. According to Megan and Harry, the, the wedding would not have been legal anyway because the archbishop isn't licensed to marry the location that they said they got married at. Plus, according to Megan and Harry, there was no witnesses there, which would also make that marriage not legal in any sort of way. So now their rep has commented, and this is what the rep said. The couple exchanged personal vows hmm. a few days before their official legal wedding on May 19th. Personal vows. Person, meaning they just got together. Maybe they maybe they wrote oh, things to each gotcha. other and they just yeah. wanted to have that moment, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I, I would never say but don't do that. But it doesn't mean that they're married. Now go back and play that clip in Megan again. Does this not make it sound like she says they got married and the world didn't know, right? Three days before our wedding, we got married. Ah. No one knows that, but we called the archbishop and we just said, look, this thing, this spectacle is for the world. Yeah. Right? You said three days before we got married. <laughs> we got married, yes. So anyway, again, the, the the rep for the couple says the couple exchanged personal vows a few days before their official legal wedding on May 19th. So there you go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Claudia Conway got the boot on American Idol last night. She made it like to the second round of Hollywood week, which ain't bad. Uh, this was Claudia's um, duet. She was singing with somebody else, right? Yeah. You can't the door on your way to the sky But you look pretty good down here But you ain't really good Yo, did they both get the boot? Because they should have. Both of them? I think so. Yeah. You don't like this, huh? No. Why? Sounds bad. Does it, though? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Because there's a lot of people who deliberately sing like this and have great careers. Guaranteed. We play 10 people on this radio station that don't sing as good as either of these two. Oh, stop it. Guaranteed. We gotta get away from here. No, don't like it. Yeah. No. So anyway, uh, here is Katy Perry giving them the bad news. Claudia. Claudia. This is going to be the end of the American Idol journey for right now. Thank you for so right much. For right now? What? You, like, you going to bring them back? <laughs> Go and do the work. <laughs> come I hope back. you learned a lot. <laughs> and I hope you come and see us again. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, so you so much. much. Yeah. Ooh. Peace out. Later. Yeah. See you in a yeah. few years. Yeah. You didn't like that, though, huh? No. Not no. at all. I'm all right. Roz and Mocha Q&A. Guys.
we got so many questions this week. Okay. For Ask Razamoka. So let's jump into it. Hi, Shelby. Hi. Welcome to the Razamoka Show podcast. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Doing great. So what's your question for the show? My question is, how do you guys manage public negativity, like hurtful comments or, heaven forbid, bad reviews on social media? She was going to say public nudity. How do we handle public nudity, Maury wants to know. <laughs> he's, wondering if you could, he's wondering if you could change the question. Yeah. So, Maury, let's start with you. How do you handle public nudity? Flaunt it if you got it. Yeah. Um, how do you handle public negativity, more? I'm horrible with that. Yeah. Yeah, big time. No. Like, any, I, I'm honestly the worst. Like, anytime there's a bad comment, I usually send it to you going, what do I do? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. But Maury also sends me stuff when people say nice things about him. And I'm like, well, well, I well, like, I'm like, I'm like, what do I do with this? What do you want me to say? Yeah. They're right? Like, you want me to like, like, what, like I, don't, I don't know what you want me to do with that. He screen grabs when people write nice things. Right? <laughs> and oh, sends it just oh, to you. Oh, no, no, no. Can I just say right now? Hold on. Uh, what's your name? Shelby? Yeah. Hang tight, yeah. sh- hang tight, Shelby, one second. I got to get into this with Maury because this to me is hysterical. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. I'm going to sit out. Yeah, this is get hysterical. real comfy here. When did you send me that thing, Maury? The screenshot? Yeah. Which one? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Maury, Maury sends me a screenshot from somebody. Okay. And it goes, uh, this is what he sends me. And I'm like, well, I don't know what you want me to do with this. But Maury sends, Maury, this is what Maury sends me. He goes, uh, somebody wrote him, uh, hey, Maury, wanted to message you. Uh, so my wife and I tune into you guys and I was half sleeping in the car. I was half listening and fell in love with the show and I listen all the time now. So as a fan, I wanted to tell you that you are my favorite on the show and I think you're hilarious and cold calls with Matthew all are amazing. So I know they always ask who their favorite is. Well, I just wanted to say it was you, right? I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? Right? So I wrote Maury. Okay. I wrote Maury back. And I just said, yeah, man, good fans are the best, right? Yeah. This is what Maury wrote. And I partially owe it all to you. (laughs) (laughs) I partially owe it all to you. Wow. Partially. <laughs> should he should he partially should he partially kick your ass now or later? <laughs> partially owe it all well, to I you. I assume I bring something to the table that you then shine a light on. Which you would be doing where without this show? God no, you dragged it out of me. Uh, 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 partially owe it all to you. Well, I have what, to take some credit. What parts? <laughs> what parts are not attributed to this? The natural hue that is me. But where would that be without this? No, that's oh, I get that. But I'm still saying is that I'm still me. So you get hold on here. So because you get awesome messages from fans who tell you that you're their favorite, which I fully support. I love that. Okay. So because you get those, you partially <laughs> attribute that. Well, I just didn't want to give you all the credit. Then why did you send me this? <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> In your mind, Dale yeah, Mori, yeah. when you did that screenshot yeah. and you sent it to Roz, yeah. what was the response you oh, were he gave, hoping? He gave the response I was hoping for. Oh, okay. He gave that, but then I, I just didn't feel that all the credit is due. Okay, but hold on a second mm-hmm. here, because Maury sent me that, and yeah. I read it, and I was like, I don't know what you want me to do with this. Before I wrote Maury back, 12 hours after he sent me that screenshot, <laughs> he also wrote me, just thought you'd like to read that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. What did you want me to say to that? What you wrote, but sooner. Right. So then I wrote, yeah, yeah, man. Good fans are the best because yeah. they are, right? Every, I know where, I know. Shelby wants to know how you handle negativity, but the negativity is always balanced out by the wonderful things that people say, right? And so at this point, I'm like, I thought it'd be very diplomatic and I would give all the credit to the fans because everything we are goes to the credit of the fans. Of course. And then Maury then says, and I partially owe it all to you. <laughs> partially. <laughs> okay. So, uh, public negativity. Public negativity. <laughs> uh, Shelby, do you have to deal with this at all or no? Uh, occasionally, yeah. yeah. What, what do you do? my line of work. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do that you can uh, open yourself up to negative comments? Do you work in HR? Uh, no. Are you, oh, no. Okay. Are you a meter maid? <laughs> no. no. Okay, so what do you I what am, do? You do? Um, I am a zookeeper. Oh, okay. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. And you get the yeah. the, the animal rights uh, individuals. Yeah, there's some yeah. pretty intense people out there. Wow. Yeah, that's tough. So, what? So, how do you deal with it then? Not well. I take everything really to heart, and I know I shouldn't. So, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Maybe if you guys have. Huh. I I mean, I used to sometimes it depends on what the person says, like any negative comment sucks and it hurts. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think yeah. it's it's the way you whether you choose to reply or not, how you handle that situation. Oftentimes people will if there's ever a negative comment, I will reply, but I'll do it like kind of in a, in a smart ass way. Right. I'll just brush it off. Um, if it's something yeah. that's really, really bad, then I just won't won't pay any attention because most times people say something really hurtful or really negative just to get a reaction from you. And then that opens up the dialogue for them to then reply and hope that you reply back to them. And then it's just an endless cycle, right? Yeah. I usually don't have an opportunity to respond, so it's more I just take it and carry it through my day. So Yeah. It's it's really it's tough. Um like I will get it, I'll get it way more from doing ET Canada than I will from doing this show. Because mm -hmm. I think the people that listen to this show, you're able to explain things in context. And we and and the mandate of this show really is to just it's a lot of fun. And um, I think that people understand that. But the and we and you don't have to to really dig deep into the world of YouTube comments and this kind of thing. You know, people can reach us directly. They can just text us. And then when we do get negative comments, you know, oftentimes it'll be turned into whatever. But but every now and then stuff um, ruins your weekend, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. And like I am a pretty strong dude. I am in my, you know, mid to late 40s. I'm settled. I don't have to worry about work. I'm, you know, got a good reputation, all this stuff. Like, I'm a pretty level-headed, grown individual. And I will say that every now and then somebody will say something that will ruin my day. And if it ruins my day, imagine what it does to somebody who's 13. Yeah. Right. Like if yeah. it can ruin my day, if you can break through all the walls that I've put up and it can ruin my day, imagine what that stuff does to a 13 year old. And that's what I always think about when, you know, when I'm going through that stuff, there are, if I know that I have a, like a really good day coming up, like if, if it's a Saturday yeah. and I'm like, we're going out, we're going to have fun. The family's going to go do something, whatever. I won't look at my phone until the end of the day mm -hmm. as far as social media goes just in case. Or, or messages, just in case. Yeah, because oftentimes I don't know when something's going to hit because what happens now is people will go through and they'll find something that I've said in, a, in an interview or in a video from years ago yeah. and they screen and they, they, they sort of capture it and then they repost it and then they solicit all this negativity towards you. And so it's not even something that you can defend. And I never write back or very, very 
rarely write back or even acknowledge it. Because when you reply to somebody, you're not replying to that one individual. You're not having a conversation with that one person who said something. You're now having a conversation with the many people who also feel that way. And as soon as you sort of get into that world of replying or defending yourself or justifying or whatever it is, it's never ending. Like you will just, you will never be able to catch up and you will never come up for air. And so I just sort of let stuff go. The, the, the real threatening things, like when somebody's trying to dox me or you get people asking if anybody has personal information on me, where I live, all this kind of stuff, which has happened before. Um, there's people that I send that stuff to and yeah. then, and then they, they sort of deal with it. But even as far as complaining to Twitter or social media, I've had really terrible things um, come through DMs and like really, really awful things, violent things. Yeah. And they, they don't do anything, you know what I mean? Or, or even, even if somebody says publicly that they're going to, you know, kick my ass or that they can't wait to, to, you know, run into you on the street one day so they can beat the hell out of you. Like all this stuff, like you can report that and all the person has to do is just delete the tweet. Like yeah. nothing happens to them, right? There's no consequences to anything. Um, but, uh, but how I handle it normally is I just don't go there because the great thing is with negative comments on social media is for the most part, these are all things that nobody would ever say to you in real life. And for the most part, if you just put your phone down and turn it off, they don't exist. And that's sort of how I live most of my life is that I just avoid even going near the areas where that negativity lives. I still enjoy doing this show. I still enjoy doing the other shows. Um, but that sort of world is a world I'm not comfortable going to. And so I don't. Yeah. Shelby, would it make you feel better if on the bad days of, of negative comments that you get, that damn it, Maury sends you screenshots of good comments <laughs> that he gets on social about him? That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's some, there's some, comments i guess or whatever like you put out a tweet or whatever and there's some that they don't actually tag you but they put your name so you don't actually see it. and then when you do see it it, it really how do sucks. you see it do you go because, searching for your own name no because they'll just comment on a video on the kiss video or whatever and they'll write out your name or something oh right and right, it just right. and it just sucks or whatever and you can't like you're not supposed to delete comments or whatever but it, no, it, it, it hurts because you do something super fun and then they take that opportunity to say something bad sure yeah yeah. yeah, no, it's a, it's it sucks, but it's but it's a part of it. it it's just it, the the problem that I have is that I don't know when somebody legitimately has a question or what would be conceived as you know perceived as constructive. Um, and then somebody who is just a troll who's trying to get a reaction out of you because it's very difficult to tell between the two. Yeah. I've always wanted to write, like, I would never go to your job and say that. But you can't you. write that, I man. know, I, but you really want to. No, just don't. Don't even, yeah. And it's tough. You can't tell somebody don't let it bother you or, or it's not personal because it's incredibly personal. Yeah. It's incredibly they're personal. they're saying it to you. Yeah. There you go, Shelby. Great. Thank you so much, guys. Does, does that help a little bit? Yeah, yeah, it does yeah? for sure. All yeah. right, cool. Hey, Shelby, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Hands down, Roz. Partially, nice. partially Roz? Yeah, part, <laughs> partially all of it. <laughs> I love all of you, but it's Roz. Uh, Thank you, Shelby. Shelby. Love you lots. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Justin asks, when it is in regards to something you're good at, would you rather be called skilled or talented? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I have an answer for this. Okay, go ahead, Mark. So skilled, okay, so talented is something you're sort of born with. Skilled is something you can learn. Okay. Dot, sure. Dot, dot. Sure. Okay. So 
you would rather okay, be called. Thank you, dictionary.com. So, 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 okay, but, you, but you didn't answer the question, though. No, 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 but I just wanted to sort of say that when I read this, that's what came to mind. Okay, but let's say, <laughs> okay, okay. So let, what, is, what is something you're good at more? So, uh, okay, to answer this question, I'd rather be. But no, no, before we get to that, name something you're good at. Name something I'm good at. Okay, well, come back to me. No, no, no. Name something you're good at. I am good at. I am good at. Well, help a guy out here. Name something you're good at. This I'm is, trying no, to. We're, we're trying to get to the bottom okay. of this here. I am good at. Okay, I am good at making people laugh. Name something else you're good at. Okay, <laughs> that took a lot to okay. think. Of. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a, that's not a thing. Like, name something you're good at. I am good at. Well, I'm very good at cutting cherry tomatoes. Okay, there we go. There we go. This is exactly this is exactly what I was looking for. Okay, now, Maury, if you were cutting cherry tomatoes yeah. and somebody looked like over. I can do them quick. Okay, if somebody looked over, would you rather they say, wow, that guy's really skilled at cutting cherry tomatoes, or would you rather say, man, that guy's really talented at cutting cherry tomatoes? Talented. You would say talented. Oh, yes. I would say okay. skilled for something like that. No, because wouldn't you rather have a talent than a skill? Yeah, but would you, yeah... Like, I don't, but I, I don't know how proud I would be to have a talent of cutting cherry tomatoes. A skill, sure, but a talent. That would be your talent. You would call that a talent, being able to cut cherry tomatoes and not a skill? Well, I'm quite quick at it. Okay, but still, that you're very talented yes. is what you're saying. Yes. Okay, not yeah. highly skilled, but you say you're no, very talented. No, that's not a skill. That is a talent. Okay, yeah. it's a talent. Oh, Interesting. Wow. See, I don't, I don't look at talents that way, though. Like... You slicing a cherry tomato, right? Like if you took a handful and you threw five, let's say five, right? Yes. You threw five in the air. Thank you. And in one quick swoop with that knife, Absolutely. you slice all five of those. Talent. That, that is a talent. That right? is a talent. That's talent. Maybe you, it's a skill. You putting them on a cutting board. That's just, I guess it's a skill. Through. And you know what the funny thing is right now is I'm looking at you, more, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you and I'm thinking to myself, God damn, I know I'm better at cutting cherry tomatoes than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and I, I start thinking, how can we turn this into a, into a what kind of knife? What kind of knife do you use? I use a regular chef's knife. I use a steak knife. Steak, steak knife? knife? I use a steak knife to cut everything. Like, what do you mean a steak knife? Like, like a, an actual, like I, like, from like the a drawer. Like, like, a a serrated, like a serrated steak yeah, knife? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matthew has... Say, hold on. Did you just say like a steak knife from the drawer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of steak knife? Like an actual one from the like, drawer. Like, like, you know, like a steak knife from the drawer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh okay, so you cut, I cut onions, I cut with a steak knife. Onions, tomatoes, uh cucumber, do green pepper. I could list many things. Steak. <laughs> do you, do you, so, yeah. Imagine the only thing he didn't call with a steak knife was steak. Okay, so do you hold wait a second. Do you not do you have like a proper chef's knife like do you have several we have a whole thing that my husband just got for his anniversary from work okay and so why don't you use that oh i'm because it doesn't cut the way i want it to cut i like a steak knife because you can saw yeah you're sawing <laughs> cherry tomatoes how many times are you moving the knife back and forth on one tiny little tomato like twice twice <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a skill. Tomatoes are a, t cherry tomatoes are a one slice beast. Uh -huh. Okay, but I find that with the other kind of knife, you have to poke then saw. Poke? <laughs> you have to poke. How dull are your knives? Is Matthew worried about you? And he like rubs the <laughs> knives on the sidewalk when you're not home.
home? <laughs> like, how, how dull? How dull are your knives? Very, very. Okay. But even to get into an onion or or anything else you're cutting, you have to poke, then shove. Yeah. yeah okay. You shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. That's why yeah. I use a steak knife for everything. Right. Right. How many other things in his life do you think Maury's philosophy is poke then shove? <laughs> <laughs> That should be the name of your biography. <laughs> Poke then shove the damn morning story. <laughs> Partially credit to Roz Weston. Uh, how about you, Roz? Would you rather be called skilled or talented? I guess it depends on what it is. Yeah, you're, well, hell, let's just like you're very with, good. Let's, you're talking let's, about, let's right? just stick with uh, cutting cherry tomatoes. Well, you're good uh, with working with your wood. Yeah, I am. I would rather be called uh, for certain things skilled, for other things talented. Yeah. I think that I think that uh, there's nothing wrong with being highly skilled. I think that people don't think enough about being skilled in something. I think that everybody wants something to be a talent because, again, you know, like what Maury said, they want it to uh, they want to attribute it to some sort of um, they're born better. You know, yeah. Is, as it, a, is as a surgeon to, a talent or a skill? Like to be skill. Able to, that's a skill. Oh, absolute yeah. skill. Yeah. Now you can be talented in the sense, like Mocha said, right? Like you can be talented with throwing up, you know, five tomatoes and cutting them perfectly with the with the same knife. That is an actual talent, and other people have that. Surgeons like have that. Debating people who are really good at debating is that a skill or a talent? I think it could be a combination of both. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I really do. I think that talent is when you can do something extraordinary without much effort. Meaning, when you hear somebody who has never taken a vocal lesson before in their life, but they are just born with this incredible tone and range, and it's it's wild to me where, where you are able to do the thing that people train their whole lives to be like able Whitney to do. Houston was able and, to just do it as a kid. Yeah, and it's almost effortless for you. Like, to me, that is true talent. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, quote-unquote, the God-given talent, right? When you're able to do something like that, people who are able to paint and understand composition and colors and artistry at, like, a very young age, that's a talent. What about parallel parking? That's uh, a skill. 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 You know, now that I think more and more about it, I don't know if I'm talented at anything. I think I'm skilled in a lot of things. Right. But I don't know. Like, I can't handpick a talent. A talent. Well, you never forget a birthday. Is that a talent? No. I don't know if memory is a talent. Maybe, no, I maybe, think that's maybe, skill. Maybe, maybe, maybe memory is a talent. Yeah, skill. It's it's really it's difficult when you start yeah. actually breaking down, like, what are you talented what at? What about faking interest? Oh, no. talent, yeah. Yeah, that's huge talent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> living, yeah. what, Maury? What, what about what about living a double life? <laughs> that there's a skill. <laughs> uh, Dallas Singh says, "What would be the worst alarm sound to wake up to in the morning?" Baby crying. What? That's not the worst. I mean, it's well, if you don't have a baby, that would be a terrible <laughs> oh yeah, alarm I guess, clock. I guess, true, right? true, 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 true. Yeah. Um, actually for this happened just the other night. I thought the dog was going to throw up everywhere, Yeah. but a dog making that noise, like he's going to yak. Yeah. We talked about this where I was like, if if you really want to, if you really want an alarm clock, that's going to get people up, make it have that sound. What about a chainsaw? Chainsaw. Um, no. That's pretty scary. Uh, No, you know what? Okay. You know what? You know what would be a terrible alarm clock to have is if it just sounded like something was quietly walking into the room like if the alarm clock was just footsteps oh no right of somebody coming oh. you could not have that mocha i will tell you you could not no, you could not, not you could not have that i'll tell you right now yeah 
the worst alarm clock is happening in our home right now. And it doesn't happen when I'm at home, thank God. Yeah. Because I leave the house so early. But in Cruz's bedroom. Oh, no. He's pretty much potty trained, right? Yeah. So he knows if he has to pee, you get up and he goes to the bathroom. Gotcha. And he does his thing, right? So now, like super early in the morning, after I leave, but before the sun comes up, he'll go maybe and he'll do a pee. But when when he closes the bathroom door, he slams it. (laughs) (laughs) Kids are so freaking rude, man. So So rude. He'll slam it, and then you hear his little footsteps going like this. And he runs back to his bed, right? So Jenna's like, it happened again this morning. I I was woken up because the bathroom door got slammed. Right. But sometimes he'll do it, and he'll... Like, go to the bathroom, slam the door, yeah. run back to his bed, and then, like, five minutes later, go to the bathroom again, yeah. and then slam the door again. What's he doing the second time? I don't know. He goes and gets, like, a Kleenex or oh. something. I have no idea. Or maybe he forgets <laughs> to put the toilet seat down. But that right now in our house, oh. for my wife at least, is the yeah. worst alarm yeah. clock. What if your alarm clock was your wife passionately saying the name of another man the same way that she says yours. Oh, that, yeah, that's the worst. That's, that would yeah. be the worst? I'll take the door slam yeah. any day. Yeah? <laughs> that, might be, that might be the worst. Um, trying to think of another terrible dripping sound. Dripping faucet? Annoying. Annoying, yeah, yeah. I yeah. could sleep through a dripping faucet, though. Yeah, I, yeah, so could I, easily, easily. I mean, we have one on weekends or whatever we're trying to sleep in because we face where the dumpsters are. What if it was the ju- garbage truck? Yeah. At like seven o'clock in the morning is pretty bad. What if it was just the sound of a window breaking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be the worst. And it would only go off once. But you'd have to care. Right? Yeah. I think you would care, though. Like that, it's just all stuff that you don't want to hear. Because then you're like, whose window is that? Sleeping. Is that my window? Yes, exactly. And then you got to get up and check. Was that the alarm clock or was that the actual window? Exactly. Right? And it forces you to, it forces you to get up yes. and check, right? The sound of a text message. I assume that that goes off in your house all night. Yeah. Well, mine's silent, but if you actually heard it, you'd want to make sure right. that. Do you keep you read the phone it. beside your bed? No. no, no. Where do you keep your phone? In the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> God, locked. So <laughs> Matthew can't. Matthew can't find it. Anything. You got so many secrets, bro. Too many secrets. <laughs> All right. Uh, Matt says here, what is the first concert or sporting event you would want to go to when fans are allowed again? I have no desire whatsoever. Oh, um, I'd probably say like a Raptors game. I'd like to go see a Raptors game. First concert would be a Drake concert. Really? For it's, me. It's yeah. a, it's, I'm, I'm kind of with Roz on this. We had this discussion going, you know, uh, almost, what, over a year now of not having any of that. Didn't miss it. See, I never did that anyway, though. Yeah. Right? I, I, didn't, I've, I haven't enjoyed seeing live music in, I don't even know, 15 years. The concert itself would be awesome. It's getting used to being that close to that many people again. No, I'm not. I have no interest in live music. I have no interest in, in standing in a crowd and watching a band play. I, I, I used say, to love it a lot. Um, since the pandemic and everyone, like, you know, artists or, or groups trying to put together these live shows, yeah. the virtual shows, yeah. they've gotten better and better and better. So yeah. I enjoy, like, the big production, the um, the the, the kind of extra steps that they go into a lot of the pre-recorded stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, I'd be down. But I'd be down for that as well. you enjoy it from your home. No, that's what the, I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Not I enjoy, like, I don't mind, like, the way it's it's progressed now. Artists, uh, you know, management companies have been able to figure out how to make these shows that more, that much more entertaining for the people who are watching at home. Like, mm-hmm. if Drake did, like, a killer two-hour show where I could watch it from home, I'm just saying, like, 
to answer Matt's question, if there was a, a concert or sporting event that I want to go to when fans are allowed, I'm not saying that once that happens in Canada, I'm yeah. going to run out and do it. Just yeah. not yet. But if and when that happens, it would be a Drake concert and or a Raptor game. Really? I would yeah. like my first concert back to be, I don't care who, but an outdoor concert, not one inside an arena. I kind of miss sitting on the grass and God, watching a show. I could... I could just, it's just not for me. It's like, it's just, like that stuff, it's just seeing, it's just like not, music it's, festivals and stuff? It's just not for me. It's just like I was reading an article the other day on the Academy Awards mm -hmm. and uh, how movie buffs um, were sort of lamenting the idea of having an Academy Awards without having seen a lot of the movies in theaters. And they were talking about how they couldn't wait for theaters to get back because they enjoy that process of going to a movie and going to see one of these films of the Academy Award movies. And you sit with your friends and you talk about it afterwards. And I would be so happy to never go back to that ever again. Really? Especially with these Academy Award movies. First of all, the movies that are usually nominated for an Academy Awards, the thing that makes the Academy Awards usually disconnected from an audience around this time of year is that nobody's seen any of these movies. Mm -hmm. Because if I do have a precious afternoon, I'm certainly not going to go and watch some art house Francis McDormand movie that may it's wind like up winning, plus hours. Wind, wind up winning Best Picture, right? Like exactly, right? So I'm I'm not going to do it. I feel that with these lesser known movies, yeah, I have enjoyed so many more of them because I'm able to stream them. I don't need to be sitting there in a movie theater in order to get involved with what's going on in the Academy Awards. If all of these movies were available to stream, I would watch all of the Academy Award nominated movies. Yeah, but I'm not I going think a lot of to. Would. But I'm, but this is what this is what they're saying though is that they. They don't. People are arguing against that and that the why they're pushing for theaters to be open again mm. is so people can go and see these movies where I'm like, but, I am fine if they never open again. But why? Once the lights are down, what is the difference? People like the experience. They they romanticize the idea of going to a movie where I, for me, it's work and I don't enjoy it. I would never choose. I have never suggested um, other than one or two times when Rocks first started going to daycare. Mm -hmm where Catherine and I, on a Friday after I finished this show, would go and meet at uh, a movie theater and we would go and see a matinee. And then I would fall asleep halfway through and she would wake me up by the end of it. It was just nice, right? Yeah. It was just nice. It was something for us to do. But other than that, it's been years since a movie was released where I'm like, I can't wait to see that in the theater. Years yeah. since since it's happened. I don't enjoy the process. I've quite enjoyed all. watching like I've quite enjoyed seeing like a brand new movie and watching it at home. Going, what are we doing this yes, weekend? Yes, I watch love it. it. I love watching awesome. movies I liked, at home. Uh, you know, like things like big epic movies, like any of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. I enjoyed watching like the first weekend it came out in yeah. a big theater with my friends. Um, anything like that. But to your point, like especially this past year, yeah. watching all new movies at home yeah. or from the comfort of your own couch. Yeah. It's been amazing. Even One of the new movies when it started, because it was like a brand new movie to give Matthew the experience, I made popcorn. Right. And I even put the, the couch throw in front of the TV. And when it was beginning, I like pulled it up as though it was the curtain. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Talent. Talent. <laughs> <laughs> Another question from it. Dallas here says, uh, "What simple things put you into a good mood?" Ooh, um, the smell of coffee brewing always puts me in a good mood. The smell of bacon puts me in a good mood. Mm -hmm. um, a nice hot day puts me in a good mood. Like as soon as you step outside and that sun hits your face, yep. oh man, mood Fini changer for sure. Finishing all my tasks for the day. 
Which like is when I get through my to do list. If I have stuff to do for the show, when I finish that and yeah. I can close do my you, laptop. Do you actually write a list? It's funny. I was talking with uh, Tashem about this last week. Going, there's an app, like a to do list app, on my phones. But I send every day. I have like start an email to do Wednesday, to do Thursday, and right. I write it out on an email because I'm on email more than I am on the app, so I'll see it more. Okay. But yes, I write a list every day. You do, huh? And yeah. how how often do you like burn through everything on that list? Every day. Every day. Have to. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. So yes, closing a laptop puts me in a good mood. Yeah, I could see that. Um, just like, what is it like? Just like anything, like what yeah. just instantly puts simple, you simple, simple things, simple things that put you in a good hearing mood. my husband in the bathtub puts me in a good mood. Yeah, a perfectly cooked chicken thigh mm. with the most incredible golden skin that is just cooked to perfection mm. and seasoned beautifully. Just, I look at that and I'm like, that puts me in such chicken a good mood. Chicken thighs are terrible. Oh, what, chicken thighs? Chicken thighs are you the worst. Dude, no. they're so good. Bro, I'll make you a chicken thigh and it will oh, blow pause. your mind. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know what he's doing. No, what? I'm not doing anything. I, you know, you know he's I trying to. He's oh. trying to diss yeah, chicken thighs so that you could cook them and bring right. them in for him. You're 100% right. I, and I just fell for it. You did. I just fell for the honey trap. <laughs> you did. Damn, I'm skilled. No, right there. I legit hate chicken thighs. <laughs> I was skilled, Mark. Why do you hate chicken thighs They so don't much? taste good. They like, taste... Like, how are you cooking them, though? Well, I follow the instructions or what have you. Let right. me guess. You put them in the oven. You bake them. Of course you do. No, 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 no. no. But could do a chicken thigh in a pan, right? It, I don't know how you do them well, but for some reason, whenever I eat them, it tastes buttery. Buttery? It, buttery. Like, not like it tastes kind of mushy. It, there's a very odd taste to chicken thighs. No it does way. not taste I like chicken. I love chicken thighs. Yeah. I love chicken thighs because they, one, there's so much flavor in a chicken thigh. Yeah. And I, the other thing I love about chicken thighs is that you can make like six of them at once because it's like candy, right? Yeah. Like with a chicken breast, sometimes you get these chicken breasts where they're giant. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh God, it wants it. Like, uh, it's fine, right? But chicken thighs are like, they're, they're, it's like a snack almost. Yeah. When you cut the bone out, but leave the skin on and flatten it out and just trim it up a little oh. bit. And cook it down, and you Man, get that, so like, beautiful... My dad's cooked thighs. Um, the, so my, one of Matthew's friends did thighs once. I've never enjoyed them. Really, huh? Yeah, never. That's never. wild. I once ordered one of those meals in the box things that I get, yeah. and it showed up with chicken thighs. Yeah. I never made the meal. Really? I threw, so what'd you I, do with it? I, I just, they went bad. Aw, dude. Seriously? Yeah. Jeez. That's wild to, that's wild to me. That's really wild to What me. else puts me in a good mood is when I show up to work and I forgot that I left myself a Kit Kat for the next day. <laughs> <laughs> and I see it there on the counter. Yeah. That is a win. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be a win. That would be a win. Okay. Cecilia says this here. Okay, I'm gonna spell the word and you say it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll start with you, Roz, and then you, Mark. Okay. H E R B. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> Um, like I say herbs. Yeah. Damn Mori? Herbs. So Cecilia says, do you pronounce the H in herb? I do. And my husband always tells me I'm wrong and that it's a silent H. Yeah. So Cecilia says herb instead of herb. But herb is I, a man's name. I always say, like you guys, yes. herb. Right. But do you have any friends from the UK? I do not. I mean, I have family there. Yeah. They will say herb. Do they really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is it I because they don't know how to not pronounce something? Uh, no, I, it's just a different way. It's literally a different way of saying it. They will say, they will say herb and it's, I always laugh. 
Yeah. Right? Because to me, that's funny. Do you funny. say herb garden or herb garden? Herb garden. They no, will, do you say no. herb? Oh, no, no. I say herb. I say herb. My mother doesn't pronounce H's on anything. At every, all? Every word that has an H, my mother never like pronounces the H. if she says to you, hey, Roz, come here, she would say, hey, Roz, no, come here? No, 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 no. Uh, I no, guess we all say that. No, come like here. if she was saying yeah. that if somebody had a great sense of humor. Yeah. Oh, humor. Humor. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. No joke. And she swears to God that she doesn't say this. And my brother and I are like, Ma, your whole life, yeah. you've only ever said humor. So good <laughs> good humor ice cream to her. is good humor. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it's yeah. She has never, she never pronounces the ages. Does on, she do on, it to be funny? No, not at all. I don't know whether it was just like a Montreal thing, or you grow up, or how the how. You oh, would because of Saint Hubert. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that that's what it is, right? Is like the that's oh, the Saint that's, Saint the, that's, the, sort of, that's the sort of reason. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Hit the lights there, Shem. Great to celebrating Dan Mori's uh, ten year anniversary Happy this anniversary week on the Raza Moga Show. To you. Yo, you reach for that there box real quick. Huh? I know. You know what's inside? Dear what's that? Do you know what's inside? I do now. Happy anniversary. Oh, no. I sing on oh, no. What? Look at that. Good job, Shem. Thank oh, you. Oh my god. Look at this. Hold that up. Good job, Shem. Did you make this? No, Shem. You think Shem's out there baking? Look at that! You, this thing weighs a ton. It's yeah. like you, you knew that there was a cake in there because the way you reached for that box from Shem was like yeah. unlike anything well, I've it's seen. It's a pastry box. Yeah, you've you've done this before. Hold it up a little bit more so we can so we can see that. Oh Look at I that! I don't know. Oh wow! That. Gold, That's a big beautiful cake. It everything. It's got strawberry filling in it, and the numbers one and zero are white chocolate. <gasps> I'm a huge fan of white chocolate. Oh, I'm a huge fan of white chocolate too. Which is it's, it's not actually really chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. Jinx, buy me a cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan so, of both kinds of chocolate you because are, you know huh? diversity. Right. White and brown. <laughs> Amen. Same white here. Same yeah. here. <laughs> I mean, guys. No, 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 no. I mean, same here, right? I just Okay. You can't say you prefer white. No, no, I was not going to say that. I got it. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say that. I, wasn't, Look, I was just going to say I didn't grow up with dark chocolate. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was introduced to my neighborhood. Yeah, man, okay. I didn't have dark chocolate until I went to college. Right? I just didn't know. You we can now we get them have. mixed. We didn't have brown chocolate where I come from. Okay? How was I supposed to know? So good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, happy anniversary, Maury. Uh, we love you, so you and we appreciate everything that you do uh, for the Razamoga show. Thank you very much. Oh, that there is awesome. Does anybody want some cake? No, man, I'm good. Ross, do you want the white chocolate? No, don't bring me into you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for listening. This has been the Razamoga show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.